Hey, shitheads! Welcome to Cyborg New Gods. I'm your game master, Dale, and I'm gonna be taking you dreckheads, you gutter punks, on a trip through the worst city in the world. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be able to do some good in this shithole. This is a cyborg actual play podcast using the cyborg OSR rules. Available on DriveThruRPG or from Free League Publishing. Let's get right into it. Hey, shitheads! You thought. You could escape the city of Psy by scurrying away into your little hidey holes like the insects that you are. You thought wrong. We're back for some more cyborg new gods. I'm your game master, Dale. And I will be here to make sure you punks get what's coming to you. So. Last night, as the sun rose, like the vermin that you are, you went and hid in your apartments in the slums. You spent the daylight hours the next day preparing for the job ahead. And now, as the sun goes down and the neon lights fill up the streets and the skies are lit with an endless procession of ads and news feeds. You've all reunited at the rusted nail. You're currently leaning over the bar of scuffed metal occasionally glancing at the flickering hollow displays that show you a constant feed of propaganda and advertisements. The smell of cheap drink is in the air and your fixer, Ivan, has just slammed shot glasses of new vodka down on the table in front of you. So, tonight you're going to do that job for Doc Tate, huh? <laughs> that should be easy. Go to Barnyard Field, sneak into some old slum, get rid of whoever's there, and steal the property deeds from the data node. <laughs> Sounds like a milk run to me. be seeing if this milk be cream or curdled when we get there. There's always more to jobs, Ivan. You know how it be. Yeah. What the hell is milk? Ah! Ah! Before your time, I see, says Ivan. Remind me, I'll have to show you sometime, but it'll come out of come out of my next finder's fee. It's not hard to get a hold of these days. Well, Real milk, that is. 
You want some of that synth milk crap? Be my guest! <laughs> I'll give you a glass right now! For a credit! Is that the blue stuff? Yeah, I... The, the blue uh, stuff! Look, Ivan, I just need anything to help with a hangover. <laughs> ah! Partied too hard. You did have the look about you yesterday. <laughs> have this, ghost! Don't talk so loud, please. Homemade remedy, says Ivan, as he reaches under the counter and pulls out a little red bag. He reaches inside it and extracts a yellow pill. He slides it across the bar to you and he says, Darn that! Uh, once you've had it, uh, stay away from any strong stimulant. Don't want to overload the receptors in your brain. Your home remedy comes in a pill. Oh, what the fuck? And uh, Gurus just slams that down with the vodka. <laughs> there be the ghost we know and tolerate. The throbbing in your head. It doesn't go away, but it starts to sort of recede back into the recesses of your brain. Suddenly your retina implant is overloaded with a stream of advertisements. Real beer, ultra light. It's so light, it's basically water. Loud, what the fuck, loud. Ivan smiles a toothy grin. <laughs> It primes your retinal implant for more ads. And the ads distract you from the pain. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> That's what you get for doing drugs, kiddies. <laughs> you know, you do Shut have a doctor, up. like, right here. Okay, alright. What, what can you do for me, big shot? I can tell you not to do it again. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> Actually, I got a remedy for you. And Kitty slides her drink over. Rob. You need a yeah, more need. I do. Ghost wordlessly chugs the entire glass. Ah, now that'll just make your hangover even worse. <laughs> Look, he's not a doctor and he knows. Then you got any, like, hot sauce or anything? Hot sauce? Yeah. Uh, I suppose this'll do. He reaches onto the counter and he says, Ah, used to use this for making Bloody Marys. Haven't had to make that for a while, oh, you yeah, know. Just, I, I don't care about the story, Ivan. Just please, no, I'm dying no. here. If I'm going to talk about how hard it is to get real tomato juice, you're going to listen. Oh. Ah, he shrugs. I'm just pulling your leg here. And he hands you the bottle of synth tabasque. And there's a picture of a chili on it. And it's got sunglasses and is smiling and giving a thumbs up. Uh, ghost, like, shakes several drops into their mouth. And then, like, forces a smile while, while like, giving a thumbs up and holding the bottle next to their face. Ah, twins, says Ivan, pointing at the chili on the label. Uh, tell you what, you can keep that. It might actually be more effective than the pill I gave you. 
Ivan, you're a babe. So, you're prepared for the job all geared up? Oh, I. I oh, yeah, it's hot in my game. Anyway. Be anyone needing to stop before we uh, go venture out? No, I'm always prepared. Alright. What's oh, your What is your reading on this uh, Vera Coilings lady that you mentioned? The one who wants you to uh, get the blooper reels from the data node. Now, I understand this will be Ghost's job, and Ghost, you know better than anyone, the longer you're poking around in that data node, the more chance that ice is gonna drop on you like a pound of bricks. Look, she wants... I don't know why, but she wants bloopers. That's It's not gonna be a hard hack. Well, if anyone can do it, you can. Ah. Yeah, I know, I know. Ah, well, look, I've, uh, I've got some live entertainment I'm supposed to be uh, preparing for, so enjoy your new vodka, and hopefully uh, we'll see you all in one piece at the end of the night! <laughs> He flashes you a toothy grin, and then he brushes his slicked-back hair out of his eyes, turns, and struts away into the bar where new rock music is blaring. Keep the home fires burning, Captain. I will do, he shouts. Also, uh, he uh, turns around, points a finger at you, he says... Whenever you're in the house, bloody hell, I always get a pirate accent. I swear <laughs> it's those strange glowing crystals under your tricorn. Something about them, standing next to them, makes your bloody accent infectious. And I don't like that. doesn't happen to the rest of us, Ivan. You're saying I'm keeping, I be keeping something under me, huh? Nah. But don't. Ivan just brushes his hands in the air, turns around and ducks around a corner, and he's gone. So you quickly down your shot glasses, slam them back on the bar, and <laughs> as you're about to get up, a voice blares from one of the nearby hollow feeds. Violence in nightclub, rocks, docks, three dead in gunfight. And it begins playing grainy footage of the fight you had with the gangoons in Tech Noir last night. Sec Corps are investigating. United Citadel Security says that they are following several leads but cannot determine the identities of the four people involved in the scuffle. Translation. Oh, well, Nobody important died, so they don't care. And Ghost, you're glad in this moment that you obfuscated everyone's biometrics when you entered the nightclub. Otherwise, you'd have to deal with UCS breathing down your necks tonight trying to pull you in for questioning, or worse, shooting and asking questions later. And you've got a job to do. You do not need extra distractions. She didn't obscure Jonathan's. 
Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> and yet, there's no, no mention. No, he didn't. There's no mention of a trauma team operative in the news report. And so, Jonathan. You left... didn't really do anything, to be fair. <laughs> he did pop someone in the head, but. Oh, he did, yeah. <laughs> you only hope, after Jonathan. They shooting. Yeah, after they started shooting. Your hope, Jonathan, is that perhaps Ghost's little hack, whatever she did, or perhaps even something on Doc Tate's end managed to get you out of the line of fire. But it remains to be seen. At the very least, Ghost took precautions for the majority of you, and it looks like they're going to pay off tonight. So. Well. May we prevail upon your uh, speed wagon there for transportation to the whereabouts of this here job? <laughs> Kitty, yes, looking up at Jonathan. Well, we'll probably survive if we all go, and I can't just leave you behind in that case. Uh, yes, you can hop in my speed wagon. <laughs> Excellent. So you step out of the bar onto the neon lit garbage strewn street outside and. Sure enough, the stolen taxi and the old Harley are parked on the curb, waiting. Paradigm, will you be taking your bike, or will you be with everyone else in the taxi? No, I think the bike. Yeah. Paradigm just takes a distasteful look at the taxi and then mo moves over to the bike and... As he slides onto its chassis, wraps his hands around the handlebar. With his left hand, he reaches into the plastic bag of organo nuts that he was chewing on back in the bar and drops the last handful of nuts down the hem of his jacket. Organo, their slogan, suck on these nuts. <laughs> he revs the motorcycle engine and it screams out onto the asphalt we'll clamber into the taxi and as Jonathan inserts the ignition chip the little little screen next to the steering wheel blinks to life and the words counting fair blinks on screen Beep, 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 beep. Stationary, stop. 74 creds. And it begins to count up. And... Oh, don't worry. I'm not actually charging you for that. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> just, just doesn't know how to remove that yet. <laughs> and as he... Re yes. As he reverses out onto the street and speeds up to try and catch up to Paradigm on his motorcycle... Your retina implants flash with ads. Paying too much for a taxi drive? Try Super Uber. Two creds. <laughs> you know, I actually treated somebody who was hurting one of those. This is a glorified pneumatic tube. Not yeah. fit for humans. Yeah. In, in fact, they're, they're, a Super Uber is essentially one of the city's automated garbage trucks, but in miniature. There's a central computer that controls the entire Super Uber network and pilots all of the vehicles autonomously. 
You only pay two creds to get to most destinations, but that's because the cars don't really seem to have any... any concept of safety or getting you to your destination unharmed. Death traps, all of them. Look, yeah, I know you don't want me poking around in there, but I can I can turn all this shit off one one second long. Tell you what, if we can get out of here alive, and I can rely, rely on you to uh, watch my back, and you know if we survive, I might let you poke around us a little bit. Oh, you give me the privilege of helping you out. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's not exactly what I said. Yeah, but it's what you meant. Tis crew, trust must be earned. With competency, I say last night was a pretty good start. Yeah, it was a pretty good start. So, go ahead. uh, Between true free hearts of raiders and scum and 'er ne'er-do-wells. Hmm, a good start. After that relationship and true friendship must be built. So as you drive through the ports of Psy, the neon lights of the towering skyscrapers blind you, casting a flickering glow on the streets. Streets are crowded with people, all of them augmented in some way, from simple cybernetic limbs to more elaborate full-body enhancement. The cars on the road are a mix of old and new, from rusty jalopies to sleek, high-tech hover vehicles that soar above the ground. The buildings are a mixture of crumbling concrete and steel, the gleaming neon-lit towers that seem to touch the sky. And as you come to the edge of the docks and carefully negotiate the bridge over the canal into barnyard fields, the crowds begin to thin out and the buildings become more run down. The neon lights give way to flickering holographic advertisements and the streets become gradually more filled with garbage and debris. You're in the darker side of the city and you can see it all around you, the poverty, the inequality and the crime. You can see people huddled in doorways, their cybernetic enhancements malfunctioning and gangs of heavily armed thugs patrolling the street corners. You can hear the sounds of the city, the roar of engines, the chatter of people, and the thumping of music from inside the seedy bars and clubs. You can feel the vibration of the ground as you drive over the metal grates that cover size sewer tunnels. And you can feel the tension in the air, the sense of danger lurking around every corner. Two things to be pointing out, I be thinking. First is, uh, Jan Wacker. Could you whack us up a private channel to do that whole mumble and talk privately thing? Takes a moment for Ghost to recognize that they're being addressed. (laughs) (laughs) Or what they're being asked to do once they pass it through. Oh, you want like a... Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, you got it. Like one of these t- them team speak things on that uh, crime drama I saw on the magic box. And two, we should probably park a little ways back from the site and walk in on foot. Anyone object to that? Nope. No? 
Well, the alternative is driving right up to the front door, and that sounds, um... Yeah. Suicidal. Suicidal. Well, you um, don't know if anyone is there, but you've been told to expect that someone will be there. The place has been abandoned for a long time. It's full of valuable and working equipment. Somebody's got to be setting up shop. Otherwise, the pipes would be out the walls and the equipment would be on the black market. Yeah. It's preserved by somebody. Uh, do you want me to roll for setting up an encrypted no, channel? you can just do that. You would just, you've got the technology skill, yes. You would just know how to yeah, do it. Yeah. Just open the app, just open the Eris app and, you know, uh, sit through a minute or two of ads and then we're good. <laughs> I think I have better methods than that. Yes, you do. As, ah, thank you. As Ghost swipes her fingers across her cyber deck, you see a flash of static burst across your retina displays and then a picture of a stern-faced police officer appears. He frowns and the speech bubble reads, Sick of set corpse listening in on your conversations? Try TeamSpeak X. <laughs> this copy is registered to underscore ghost. He flashes you a thumbs up and then fades away. Oh, thanks, officer friendly. Yeah, just uh, connect to this. You'll be good. Many thanks. So you test out your new connection, making sure that Paradigm can hear you on his motorcycle, and he can. You seem to have established a secure network of communication, and just as well, because you about to arrive at the destination pass over another bridge over one of over the canal that runs through barnyard fields and ahead of you paradigm swerves off the street and kills the engine of his motorcycle at the back of a big square parking lot above a dockside shipping yard, a big neon sign flashing above it reading Key 47. Somebody has, somebody has spray painted the phrase everything here is free on the corrugated iron wall. The stolen taxi pulls up besides the Harley and then Jonathan leans forwards and wrenches the ignition chip out of the slot and the engine dies. You climb out and your boots crunch down onto the cracked grime and weed infested asphalt. It's about a block from here to the old vid studio. Do you make your way there? Is there anything you'd like to do? Anything you'd like to keep an eye out for? Would you be liking me to scout ahead a mate? I can be a little less conspicuous when I needs to be. It is indeed smaller than the rest of you. Uh, yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll watch through your eyes. Right! Stealth mode. And Kitty pulls out a like, right. garbage bag with a hole on it and, like, a shopping, black shopping bag with a hole in it. For it over yourself like a poncho and... <laughs> <laughs> a really bad okay. ghost costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So the three of you, Paradigm, Jonathan, Ghost, sort of just huddle together as you slowly make your way down the cracked footpath, occasionally passing by groups of the city's downtrodden and unfortunate, while Kitty, with the big black garbage bag pulled over her form, rushes into the shadow cast by a nearby skyscraper and darts down the street. And I would like you, Kitty, to go ahead and make for me a agility stealth check. All right. So because I am small, this is a yes. d20 plus we'll one. We'll give you, well, I will just reduce the, the DR by okay. one. So getting right, 11 instead of 12. Gotta remember where the dice tray is. There it is. And that's a <laughs> three. Never mind. Three. Wanna spend a glitch? Because you've got glitch. This early on? Nah. Nah. Alrighty. <laughs> so you rush ahead trying to stick to the shadows, but there's only one skyscraper. Every building beyond it is single story, run down blocks of flats, and as you dart out of the shadows, even with the garbage bag over your head, you are incredibly conspicuous. Point of order, it's not actually over even. your head, it's cut down into yeah. a poncho oh, with poncho, a hole with yeah. sticking out. A hole with her head sticking out. So, basically, whoever's nearby would see a small figure, about two feet tall, running as fast as she can, full tilt down the footpath, wearing a bag like a poncho with a cat's hat, uh, with a cat's head That's and a tricorn captain's hat sticking out of a hole at yep. the top of it. And the bag is not long enough to cover her tail. So. That's very inconspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> the studio is located in the rundown outskirts of the slum, surrounded by crumbling buildings and more garbage-strewn streets. The once impressive exterior of the studio is now graffitied and covered in grime with broken windows and a rusted metal sign reading Genesis Studios hanging above the entrance. Standing in the parking lot in front of it, visible behind a rusted chain-link fence, are three gang goons. All three of them are heavily augmented individuals. They have a variety of cybernetic enhancements that make them appear to be formidable opponents. They're dressed in a patchwork of leather and body armour, with a variety of weapons and tools attached to their belts. Kitty, you can see that they have a rough, menacing appearance with scars, tattoos and piercings. Their eyes are cold and calculating with a hint of cruelty. A hint of cruelty that you see now as one of them points straight towards you, turns to his compatriots and whispers something and all three of them whirl around to face you, their hands on their pistols in their belts. The one in the middle frowns, he purses his lips, and he says, Hey, kid! This ain't a place for you! Fuck off out of here! 
Right! This be your turf, then? They look at each other, and then the middle one says, Yeah, something like that. Now, if you don't want to get hurt, you best turn around and go back the way you came. Alrighty, then. Thanks, mate. Turns around and scampers back. The rest of you are about halfway between the parking lot and the studio where you hear the rustle of plastic and see Kitty rushing towards you, bursting forth from a crowd of downtrodden, depressed-looking dregs of society. And on the subvocal channel, yeah, they saw three moving kind of in disguise somehow. There's three of them. Guarding the place, telling people to piss off. So they were standing uh, guard kind of at the front of things. They look. they look pretty tough, actually. There's some augments in there. There's some guns. Ugh. Um, I actually Hang on, I got a picture. Click. I think we're watching live anyway. Um, what kind of uh, like uh, if yeah, uh, if goes for the like size up hacking potential. Hacking potential for their cyber gear. Uh, go yeah. ahead to make me a knowledge technology roll. Can do. Um, well, that's an eight. Eight. So. Oh, damn. They have all three of them that's seem cool. to be equipped with some sort of basic cyber arm. The chrome on their shoulders and the little little metallic veins running along the backs of their hands are quite obvious to you. You think you see a smart jack on one of them? A little hole in the side of his head with a squirrely cable leading out of it that's attached to the back of his gun? But without knowing the exact model of these pieces of cyberware, and also knowing whether or not they're jailbroken, you don't know whether you'd be able to hack them. Your assumption is yes, but you have no idea how difficult this prospect would be. It's also important so. to note that, Kitty, you saw that they were guarding the front entrance across the parking lot of the old vid studio, but it is entirely possible that there's other entrances as well. If you I... could somehow find a way to get past these goons. So there's no way back path beyond the three of them. Best going through them. Yeah, it's either best going through them, or perhaps if you want to risk getting caught snooping around, searching for another way in. I don't know, they'd be pretty good at seeing through cunning disguises. Ah. There's always another way in. Your votes for snooping? Oh, yeah. Right. There's always another door or a window or something. Yeah, sure, probably is. I was thinking could try talking, but I don't know how that'd go. Well, oh, oh, go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, if you want to take the front-on approach and try and uh, talk this out with the nice gentleman, um, I can sneak around the side and provide Overwatch. That way, if things go sideways, uh, at least you've got an assault rifle pointed at them from the side. 
Okay, that's a plus, but if they see it creeping up, could make things might dicey. I'm willing to give it a shot, though, if you're confident in your abilities. Oh, he has plenty of agility and stealth. I think it'll be yeah. fine. All right. You say yeah. that now. Okay. So you come to yeah. the rusted chain link fence that separates the studio parking lot from the rest of I'll the street. I'll lose the garbage bag. <laughs> Kitty rips off the garbage bag, folds it up, stows it away in the little compartment that slides open in her chest, and then she points across the parking lot, and sure enough, you can see the three goons. Just behind them is a set of metal double doors that is clearly the front entrance of the studio. But to the left, along the very edge of the parking lot, there's a narrow passage that runs along the side, of the studio and winds around the back of it. You'd still have to enter the parking lot and risk being seen, but that would be an alternative means of entry. So how do you want to handle this? Go with the plan of talking it out while perhaps Paradigm and... Jonathan sneak to a good vantage point so that they can get the drop if need be. I do have streetwise, which might help with talking things yes. out. Yes. And also... Actually, could you identify what game they be? Yeah, yeah, can I? Go ahead, make a knowledge streetwise right. check for me. And do... Uh, 20. 20. Oh. So, you don't recognise any of the insignias on their leather jackets or their tattoos. In fact, they don't seem to share anything in common. Their jackets are covered in an array of different patches and emblems, and each of the three men has a different tattoo. And this signals to you that they are most likely not a major gang. It's likely their turf consists just of this building. In any case, they're not associated with the Virid Vipers. So at very least, even if we have to wipe them out, um, there probably won't be any reinforcements, I assume, then. I would ask, actually, Ghost... (laughs) I'll ask Ghost to make a presence check for me. Yeah, uh, streetwise? Uh, yeah, presence streetwise, please. Uh, 11. So, a couple of feet from the front door, hanging just above the little passageway that squeezes around the side of the building, you see a neon billboard. It's currently turned off, but in the ambient light, you can just make out that all of the hookups are still in place. And it's likely that even though the gang goons are not using it, indeed probably don't know how to use it, it would still be connected to the local network. Okay. Possible distraction, perhaps. Yeah, um... I'm going to try and break into it, but not do anything with it yet. All right, go ahead, make Have me... Have it in reserve as a flashbulb if things go awry, smart. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead, make me a knowledge technology check. 
yep, that's uh, 16. You kneel down just in front of the chain link fence, unsling your cyber deck, unravel the cord and jack it into the hole on your neck that connects it to your retinal feed. And then you type a command and press enter and a wire frame encircles the billboard in your view and diagnostic information flashes in front of you telling you that the billboard is still fully operational and you've gained access to a maintenance account which would allow you to turn it on or off. Any sound and functionality? Unfortunately, no. It appears to be visual only. Okay. So, as Kitty steps into the parking lot and hails the three men, uh, Paradigm, would you like to go with Kitty or would you like to sneak to a vantage point with Jonathan just in case? Uh, I was actually going to yeah, wait, wait for Kitty to go talk to them and use that as a distraction to try and sniff around ah. for another entry point. Yep. Alright, so I would like Jonathan and Paradigm to please make agility Wait. stealth checks for me. Because they see Kitty now and they frown as they look towards her and one of them says, Hey, 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 we told you, no one here. This ain't a place for kids. Buzz off. I uh, know, but... I'd be here to talk about a possible uh, rental situation. Be you the, the uh, is the landlord of this particular place in? So I'll get. So I'd like you to go ahead and roll me a presence persuade check, while right. Jonathan and Paradigm do their stealth checks. Yeah. So with modifiers, that's a twenty. Ooh, lovely. And Paradigm. Ah. Oh. Uh, not a twenty. <laughs> Hopefully at least an 11. 19. Uh, you know I'm going to glitch because it was a 5. Yeah, you probably want to glitch. <laughs> Se- 17? 23. That's better, 16. 16, lovely. And Ghost, I assume you're just standing outside the lot, crouching behind, you know, a piece of debris on the street, just... Keeping an eye on, on things with your cyber so, deck in hands. I'm going to glitch as well. Go ahead. <laughs> because that'll be a road... Ah, here we go. There's a 15. 15. Land no. Rental. Uh, if I add persuasion, that's a 17. 17. Aye. Landlord. Rental. What the hell you on about? Says one of the... Says one of the three men. Look. Well, the, well this we- is your turf. Yeah, it is our turf. Right. And, well, business proposal. Yeah, we're supposed to keep an eye out for more avenues for the boss. But look at you. You're barely two feet tall. What could you offer us that we can't already get from our from our current friends? Well, among other things, delicious moistness fruit pies. And she shrugs off her backpack, pulls out a freshly po- cooked uh, packet of poodle strudel, and pops it open. 
letting the savory odor fill the air. Three men sniff. One of them reaches out, and then the guy next to him elbows him and says, Hey, 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 hey. Could be poison. Could be laced takes with bite. drugs. Um, 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 um. Ah, give it here. He reaches out and he takes it. Bites a bit off the end. <laughs> Eating the poodle's tail. Hey, hey, that's pretty good. Say. Now th- Where'd you get this? This is the kind of stuff you have to get from the tomb towns, the farms outside of Sai. Made it myself from locally sourced fresh ingredients. I have me ways. But I'm also here on behalf of somebody who's a direct hot cyberdoc and he's be he-, he be hearing about all them toys you got there in that studio. And he'd like to rent rent the place. The gang- Come to accord with some local security. The gang goon's eyes narrow. He says, hey, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a goddamn minute. Toys. How do you, how did you guys know we was even here? How do you guys know what we got in there? Didn't know you were here, but lad, the information on this place is doable for a hot drek doctor who's hooked into the street and has many connections and can afford top-notch talent like yours truly. Hmm. One of them steps forwards. He says, ah. There is all that old chrome in the basement. Maybe if we let the dock set up here, we'd have someone put it in for us. Be- besides, he points to a patch of rust on his shoulder. We's be needing someone to run maintenance on all our chrome we got installed. And okay, and what's more? okay, look, uh, we'll take you inside to see the boss, and you can pitch it to him. But. Word to the wise, he don't like it. You probably ain't walking out of here alive. Boss don't like to be disturbed for idle chatter. And if he don't like what you got to say, he's liable to have you put on your back right where you stand. (laughs) Tis not the first time I be parleying under danger. Tis no worries. And I'll sub-vocalize. Do you guys want to come in, or do you want to try more sneaky-sneaky? To the team. Yeah. Doesn't look like there's going to be any trouble right now, but... Mm. Jonathan and Paradigm, you could stay hidden and perhaps find another way into the studio if you don't trust these gang goons. Gross doesn't like to make themselves apparent until absolutely necessary. Yeah. I figured yeah, that's what Ghost would do. Jonathan doesn't like the idea of Jonathan doesn't like the idea of being shot uh, directly in the face. He'd prefer to be the one shooting directly in the side or back of the head. Yes. Uh, he's going. He's going to uh, definitely find a second way in and uh, take up over. All right. Um, inside. I'll see you. Oh, <laughs> keep your guys appraised. Watch me eyes, and I'll say, <laughs> lead the way, good man. Hey, hey, you'll remember this, says one of the gang goons as he begins to lead you towards the entrance. You don't fuck with the raptors. No one fucks with the raptors. Okay? Raptors. Let's go. And they had a raptor on one. Why do all the gangs in this city have such ridiculous names? (laughs) I had a raptor on me crew once. Good man. 
couldn't hold his drink. Literally dropped every bottle we handed him. Ah. One of the gang goons just stops. He looks over his shoulder and he smiles and he says, Ah, yeah, yeah, that would be, that'd be John John. <laughs> uh, so sad the liver failure got him. Uh, you tell you what, if you'd come oh, to us sooner with thing. this dark proposal, we could add one of them, uh, them cyber livers in the basement installed in him. Probably would have saved his life. I'm sorry for your loss, John John. Nah, me friend was named Jax. Probably Jax? No relation. Eh. Don't know if he's part of this Raptors. Maybe we ran with one of the OGs. Ah, come it's on. It's possible. Your audience with the boss awaits. He grabs the double, grabs one of the double metal doors, wrenches it open with a loud groan, and gestures for you to step inside. And I'll do so. As Ghost, Jonathan, and Paradigm, as you watch the three gang goons step into the entrance, Kitty following them and hear the door shudder as it's pulled shut behind them. You now have free reign of the lot. You quickly regroup on the edge of the parking lot and then make your way down the passageway to the side, trying to find another way in. And I would like the three of you to go ahead and make presence investigate checks for me, please. Ooh. Oh, that's a one. A one. Mm. It's okay. Can I will... glitch to make it not be a fumble, uh, or you don't can do it. it. Don't do it yet, because it's a group check. So I'm gonna. If if at least uh. two of you pass, then it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna spend a glitch. <laughs> I'm gonna two. Two. Uh -huh. time. Uh, that's better. Fifteen. Ooh. Uh, what am I? Presents eleven. Eleven. That's fine. Only needed a 10 oh. to pass, because it's pretty easy. So the little oh. narrow passageway takes you around the side of the building, and then it winds around the very back of the studio, and the back portion of the studio is a sort of narrow concrete plaza that sits on the waterfront. One of the canals is on the other side of a waist-high fence, and you can see the deep, still inky black water below. The plaza itself looks like once upon a time it would have been a nice place to sit, get a view of the canal, watch the boats go by on their way between the ports and Ground Zero, and this would have been a place where the people who worked on the productions here would have gossiped over lunch. But now it's just a hangout spot for the gang goons. There are real tobacco wrappers scattered across the cracked concrete, graffiti emblazoned on the fences and the walls. And there's a single gang goon standing guard He's peering out onto the canal, seemingly distracted from... He's either standing guard or taking a break. He's peering down into the canal and doesn't seem to notice your presence. And just behind him is a metal door leading into the building. It's currently slightly ajar. There's a faded label reading staff only on it, and it appears that this is where the gang goon emerged from. 
as you, as you carefully make your way out of the shadows onto the edge of the plaza. You see a plume of smoke emanate from the Gangoon's mouth. Uh, he's holding a real tobacco stick between his fingers, taking a smoke, seemingly oblivious to the world around him. Uh, Jonathan's going to speak to um, the other two over the sub vocal. Right, uh, do you want me to take him out quietly or do you want to approach him like mad people? What? <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you think you can do it quietly. Oh, I have a feeling I could pull it off. Um, he has a vision visor that allows like night vision, heat vision, etc. Uh, yep. Would that be acceptable as a plus one? Um, yes. To a stealth check? I will allow that as a plus one. So go ahead it's, if um, you... Yep. Any surveillance around? Ah. Uh, you do a quick scan of the area, Ghost, and you see a very old surveillance camera just above the door. And with your technology knowledge, it is obvious to you that this thing is broken and hasn't been operating for years. No worries. All right. So Jonathan's plan then is to, uh, with the night vision, um, sneak up behind him and using medicine, crack him in the back of the skull in just the right spot to knock him out. Yep, non-lethally. All right. Non-lethally. So first, Nobody I needs to die. will ask for a agility stealth check. Uh, that is a 12. Uh, 13 with modifiers. 13 with modifiers. You creep out of the shadows, pressing the button on your visor, and it amplifies the ambient light that, from coming from the neon skyscrapers on the other side of the canal, lighting up the concrete plaza. You're able to see the shred, the shards of glass and old wrappers that would alert the man if you stepped on the man. You negotiate around them until you're standing right behind him within arm's reach. And then, as he takes another puff of his cigarette, you reach out with your hand to grab him. Go ahead and make for me a, shall we say, strength medicine check. Sounds reasonable to me. Uh, that is a 16. 16. <clears throat> He shouts as you clamp one hand around his mouth and then with your second hand run your fingers along his neck until you find the specific nerve you're looking for, the one that connects his retinal implant to his nervous system. And you know from your medicinal knowledge that if this ever shorts, uh, the shock is usually enough to knock someone out. So you press your thumb as hard as you can into the blade of his neck and he gasps and then falls limp in your hands, the cigarette dropping out of his mouth. Uh, Jonathan just uh, gently lowers him to the ground and dusts off his hands and mumbles to himself. I was a fucking doctor. I was a fucking doctor less than a year ago. <laughs> But here you are, choking out gang members in an alleyway. 
Alright, coast is clear, everyone. Move up. Yep. So, paradigm and ghosts step out of the shadows and looks like it's a straight straight run into the staff only entrance. If there's unless there's anything else you wanna check before you enter. Uh what did the I wanna quickly rummage through his field the gang member had on him. <laughs> Alright, let's have a look what he has on him. I'd like you to go ahead and roll a D6 for me. Yeah, okay. I will roll Which a one? D6 of my own. Uh, Ghost would also be doing the same thing. Yep. So you can go ahead yeah. and also roll a D6. Yep. I got a four. Four? And I got a... No modifiers, yeah? No modifiers, just a straight D6. Five. Five. Okay, so Paradigm, you pat him down, and a dime of pure, real tobacco in a little plastic baggie drops out of his jacket pocket into your hand. This stuff Ooh. is rare. This is not real trademark tobacco. This is real tobacco that was grown on a farm, probably somewhere out of town, and would fetch probably a hefty sum on the street. That is, if you didn't want to smoke it. Eh. Meanwhile, uh, what would you, did you get again, sorry, Ghost? Five. Five? Yep. So, Ghost, you feel sort of jealous that mm. Paradigm was the first to find this really good score as you begin rifling through the man's pockets and pull out a paper pamphlet. It says on the front, The heirs of Kurgos announce a ritual celebration. Everyone is invited. And it says in big red letters, free dinner. It's for tomorrow night. Free dinner? Uh... Okay. If you can stomach the so-called ritual celebration hosted by the heirs of Pergos. <laughs> I think even even Ghost knows that's sus. Yeah. Ain't no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> and then you turn and Ghost, you just crumple up the pamphlet, drop it over the fence into the canal below and follow Jonathan and Paradigm into the staff-only entrance. So, this is a map of the Genesis Studios. So, Kitty, you're being escorted through the main entryway with your with your Gangoon escort. But... The other three of you are popping in through the back entrance into a narrow corridor at the back of the building, granting access to the green room in the office. As soon as you step through the door, ghost, you type a command into your cyber deck and the floor plan of the building pops up in the corner of everyone's heads up display, allowing you all to see what's on screen right now. Oh, much appreciated. Oh, I can't see it. 
Um, I will share my Which screen. Sure. It? No, I think it should be okay. Share my screen just in case anyone can't see it, but... There we go, just in case. Um, so, we'll go with Kitty first. Okay, that works. So, Kitty, the three Gangoons lead you through a crowded crowded entrance lobby, down a narrow hallway, and into the studio proper. The studio is a maze of dimly lit temporary office cubicles and abandoned recording equipment. The walls are covered in peeling paint and graffiti. And the floors are littered with debris and broken, broken cameras. The lights flicker and buzz overhead, casting eerie shadows across the space. The sound stage at the very back of the studio is empty. The sets and props having long since been removed. But right in the very middle of the sound stage, there is one thing that remains. A metal stretcher bolted to the floor with little tables around it containing jars of medical instruments. It's an operating theatre right in the middle of the soundstage. They lead you out onto the... They lead you out onto the production floor and you see... Some more gangoons milling about, at least three or four more. They're tinkering with old production equipment or lazing around on moth-bitten lounge chairs and sleeping rolls and soiled mattresses that are scattered around the production floor. They've turned this place into their den. Sitting on what you take to be some sort of makeshift throne, a giant armchair with pieces of discarded sound equipment fashioned into an ornate sort of crown along the top of it, behind the half-collapsed dusty reception counter is someone who you can only assume is the leader of the gang members. Uh, uh, boss, uh, someone to talk to you. They got a, a, a business proposal, says your gangoon escort. The boss leans forwards. His bulky form, nothing more than a silhouette in the shadows. And you get the sense that he's sizing you up. And then finally, he throws out his right hand and beckons for the gangoons to bring you into his presence. They gesture towards a small gap in the reception counter and you step through and are now face to face with the gang goon leader. Put a picture of him in our bear rodeo. Ah, this fella. (laughs) The gang leader is a rough looking, well built individual with a shaved head and a thick beard. He's dressed in a worn leather jacket and jeans with a variety of weapons and tools attached to his belt. Significantly more than his subordinates. His most striking feature is his cybernetic arm. 
which has been replaced with a massive magnet coil. The arm is a work of art with intricate metalwork and glowing blue lights. The coil itself is attached to relatively modern looking piece of equipment embedded in his right shoulder that well actually go ahead and make me a knowledge technology check kitty <laughs> that thing i don't have i'm actually pretty pretty sharp so you, you never know but not oh 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 hey nat 20. you <laughs> recognize this small device along with the coil attached to it to be a magnetic field generator, which the gang leader can use to manipulate metal objects, including weapons and vehicles with ease. As he scowls across the production floor, the other gang goons all drop what they're doing, look towards him and salute. Boss, boss! It's obvious that he's feared and respected by his own men. He frowns, looking down at you. Who's this? Ahoy there, matey. I be Kitty, Captain Kitty. I wish to parley with ye. May I ask your name? Brian the Orc, he says, holding out his non-augmented hand. Well, I'll shake it, of course. Brian the Orc, well met. That is some seriously good, uh, cyberware you got in ya? Well, thank you for saying so. Of course, I be just stating the obvious. Most of it's cobbled uh, together from the shit they left around, lying around this place. Used to be pretty good at building shit before. You look down at the hand you just shook and realize two of the fingers are missing. Ah! You'd be a deft hand at this. First, watching in. Yeah, from the through the through the retinal implant. Yeah, you first stood. watching in is incredibly jealous that they're not getting to talk to this guy. Yeah, this heavily um, augmented guy. <laughs> you have the and choice they, of coming in. They you send a line. Um, yep. Get some specs. Oh my god, get some specs. That's yeah. That's it. If you got any questions, sub welcome. <laughs> ah, but I'll let him talk. He seems to want to want to talk now. Sir. You said used, used to, to be. Used to run head of security for one of those, for one of the Corp Ripper Darks. So I know a thing oh. or two about Chrome. He looks around, was... gestures towards the production floor. You see, all my men are augmented. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, now, you do. Before you do we that continue, huh? he nods. He says, "Yeah, or I used to before." Holds out his fingerless hand again. Now, before we go any further, I need to know. You friend or foe? Because my men... We don't take any shit from anyone on the streets. And don't you be walking in here thinking we're just scum that you can blow away. Because the people in these parts look to us, the raptors to keep the vipers and the heirs of Kurgos off their streets. There be jams places a where thumb into his... Jams a thumb into his bicep, smiles at you. I'm proud to say mm. we ain't your normal gang goons. We're the knights of the street. 
that be a no that'd be noble and that'd be what I was hoping to hear. And I'll admit, there are places where the name Kitty Bang Bang be feared, but I still be adjusting to the new new body. And frankly, looking around at ya, nay. I'd be very happy to be friend. I don't think I'd make it out of here if I were full. So while this is happening, Jonathan Paradigm and Ghost, you are standing in a narrow corridor strewn with silver audio. You know, you know those silver cases that audio equipment comes in? It's strewn with piles upon piles of those dusty old cameras and tripods. To your left, there's an open doorway leading into the green room beside the soundstage, and beyond is the office where Kitty Bang Bang is currently communicating with Brian the Orc. Is there anything you would like to do while she is engaging in these negotiations? Snoop around, perhaps? Uh, So, they're both in the office now, are they? Yeah, so they're both in the office here. You guys are in this corridor right here yeah and you know there's gang goons out in the production yeah, production floor, floor is filled yeah. with gang goons they could and they can see into the into the operating theater as well sorry so, where in so you're yeah just outside yeah, okay. the green room and it's so that we need to get to the data center which is in the basement don't we yeah According to, the, plan, according to the map, there's only that, one set of stairs. Exactly, exactly. And it's beyond the production floor, meaning you'd have mm. to go through the production floor and somehow get past all the gang goons that are out there. At this point, I'd say maybe wait in the green room, and if things go bad, come out of firing. Yeah. Right, that's that's advice. Maybe... Into the green room, maybe sniff around the doctor's office. Yeah, check out the doctor's office. So you... So, Paradigm, you lead the group (laughs) into the green room, and... The green room slash editing suite is in a state of disrepair. The window that looks out onto the production floor and the sound stage is broken and boarded up, and a console that runs along the wall in front of it is broken with electrical wiring exposed dangling from the sides of the console unit. The air in this room is thick with dust and the smell of decay. It looks like the gang goons have pretty much uh pretty much looted anything that would be worth finding in this room. And so you press on to the doctor's office beyond. The doctor's office is much larger than the green room, and as you step through, it's immediately obvious why. The quote-unquote doctor's office is more like a dressing room for the doctor and his nurses to prepare before heading out onto the sound stage to engage in surgery to make sure they look great for the cameras. There's a desk, sure enough, and some old medicine cabinets and a shelf containing dusty old medical tomes along one wall. But the majority of the doctor's office is taken up 
by little dressing tables complete with cracked mirrors and little light bulbs around them. Uh, Ghost whispers to Jonathan, So you used to work in one of these? Uh, one of these? You're joking, right? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I've never been to the doctor. <laughs> you've never... Oh my god, of course you've never been to the doctor. Yeah. Oh, that... Of I course I have my heart. Um, no, uh, to be to be blunt, no, I've never I've never worked in a, an office like this. Uh, you, when you work for corporations, it's uh, you're lucky if you even get a closet for yourself. Yeah. So it seems like the game goons have kept this room in pretty good repair, at least compared to the green room. And it's likely there might be some cool stuff you could find. Who's interested? Oh, Ghost's always interested in looting. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jonathan's definitely interested. It's a doctor's office. <laughs> yeah. So Ghost, <laughs> Ghost, Paradigm, and Jonathan, I, I would <laughs> like you to make presence investigate checks for me, please. Uh, 16. 16. Okay, that's a group oh. pass, but we'll see if Paradigm passes. I'll add something, throw something in. If you all three, if all three of you pass, uh, I'll go twelve. Twelve. Well, it's a pass for all three of you. Ah. So searching the doctor's desk, uh, Ghost, you find an old data pad. I say old, refer to the fact that it's at least it's a model from about ten years ago. It's a 28th generation model and we're now up to the 35th but it's similar enough to modern tech that you're able to get it operational and indeed it looks like the atomic battery still has some juice in it the screen lights up and you begin to flick through the files on it and you find a half written email from someone by the name of Dr. Kadawaki ostensibly to Allianson Middle Management. At least that's who it's addressed to. And it describes the doctor's concern that the show they film here, Emergency Surgery, might run into controversy given what happened with a particularly ill-fated donator request in last night's episode recording. Uh, they relay this on to uh, Jonathan. Mean anything to you? Uh, I mean, I didn't see this episode specifically, but I can... So Jonathan, based on the time, based on the date stamped on this email, this would have been right in the midst of emergency surgery's 14th season. This was not when the show ended. It went on, went way up to season 31. So it still had several years left to go. Well, whatever happened didn't, uh, didn't can the show, but uh, have, you ever, have you ever seen it? Oh. Oh, it's uh, quite grisly, really. Um, yes, I, I can infer what, what may have happened. Jonathan points to the wall where a faded poster reads, His life's on the line, and so are your laughs. 
Emergency Surgery. Live, 7.30 p.m. Allianson. Normie shit. In addition to the half-completed email, there's a corporate memo from Allianson HQ, and it's instructing all emergency surgery staff to sequester the footage of this potentially controversial yeah. surgery uh, within the clinic's data nodes and provides a specific directory within which to place it where corporate middle management can review it at a later date. Oh, now that's useful. Now, I wouldn't be surprised in the least if um, this is that blooper that we're supposed to be looking for. Mm, certainly yeah, seems I'll, so. I'll take a look. In addition, Jonathan and Paradigm, your attention is drawn to the medicine cabinet. It's easy enough yeah. to get the medicine cabinet itself open, and inside it's filled with old jars that the labels have worn away, and they're mostly empty anyway, but there is one thing that is still intact and worthy of your interest, and that is a small metal box painted green with a white cross on the front. This is clearly the Gangoon supply of medicine. Whatever they've managed to salvage that's left over from when this place was in operation. The only problem is, somebody slapped a old-style mechanical padlock over the latch. I don't suppose any of you have a set of lockpicks. Yeah. I can't just... Yeah. Which means... Which, which, I have a multi-tool if that counts. <laughs> your multi-tool might work, actually. So you have two options. You could use your multi-tool to try to pick the lock, but it will be harder than if you were just using lock picks. Or yeah. one of you could try to force the lock open, but this might be quite noisy if you go about it the wrong way. And would almost certainly alert the gang goons yeah. who are out on the production floor. Um, would Streetwise play into this at all? Probably not, no. Okay, that's fine. But Paradigm, if you'd like to make mm -hmm. me a... We shall say... Knowledge Stealth Check. Or Agility Stealth Check, either one. Cool, they're the same for me. <laughs> uh, let's go with this on. Ooh. Uh, that's a 19. 19. Pull out your multi-tool and flick through it until you... Until you pop out a little corkscrew. And then using the end of the corkscrew, you jiggle the bottom of the padlock around for a few minutes until... Click! Surprisingly, it works. The padlock slides through the loop and you're able to open the little metal box. And inside... There are four injectors filled with a viscous red liquid, and Jonathan, with your medicine oh. knowledge, you easily nice recognize this as red juice. Well, uh, if you don't mind, I'll be pocketing that. <laughs> red juice, of course, is a particularly valuable uh, drug, usually only available to the medical corpse. 
is uh you can inject ghost it be aware of that juice uh just that one yeah uh ghost you've probably never seen this before because it's not really something you can buy on the streets it's kind of hard to source but jonathan quickly tells you that this is valuable stuff you can inject it and it will shoot a load of adrenaline and undifferentiated stem cells into your nervous <laughs> system, healing all but the most grievous wounds. But it only works once per day, otherwise you'll get system shock. You can let it go. So I suppose, Jonathan, you're going to take all these. <laughs> Oh, definitely. All and of then them. Relock, relock the uh, little box and yep. put it back where it was found. Close the box, slip the padlock back on, and slide it back onto the shelf. Meanwhile, we go back to Kitty and Brian the Orc. Brian folds his arms together, displaying the coil in full view in the dim light of the office and. Just beyond the reception desk outside, all of the gang goons are gathering around, forming a semicircle around you, watching on with bated breath. So, Lucky here says you got a business proposal. Go ahead and tell me, and make it quick. Hi, first I need to know though. That Reaper Doc you used to work for, for was his name Tate, by any chance? Never heard of him. Okay, good. Yeah, we be working for Reaper Doc, and he be looking for a place to set up a place of business. He be on the outs with some corporate types. I'm sure you know how that goes. And he be looking for a place to ply good trade. And whilst looking about, he found this place. And he was thinking, uh, thinking, well, it's got all the equipment already installed. That and I does. was thinking, with that equipment installed, somebody's surely moved in. Otherwise, the very copper would be ripped out of the walls and be knocked out of the husk. And I'm like, who's here? And who can we be dealing with? And I'd be, be having a talk with your men, and they were civil enough. And I was thinking, you know, this here Reaper Doc, if he be moving in, he be needing protection security from somebody who knows their shit. And you not only know your shit, you know, you know cyber attack. You know the business. Well, all the stuff here still works. Most of it anyway. I've used the auto duck to patch up my men a few times. Aye. Protection, you come, say. For a reaper duck. Come, aye, he comes in. Yeah, it's what I'm given to understand. Happen to catch who he's from? AGCS, Alliance, and something like that. Did we catch? No, he didn't say who he used to work for, but you would assume it would be something either AGCS, TG Labs, or Alliance, and they're the big three that are interested in cyberware and medicine. Doesn't work for him now. I honestly don't know where he came from. You understand how people are hesitant to talk about their pasts with heavily armed people sometimes. Go ahead and make for me a presence persuade check. Aha, plus two. Hmm. Eleven. Want a glitch? 
or would you or will you accept that further negotiations might be a bit harder This is my last glitch. Except the further negotiations might be a bit harder. He frowns. Look. For all I know, this duck could be a plant. We let him come here, set up shop. Next thing we know, we've got corp assassins at the door blasting everyone away. Look, I know corps don't take kindly to people just showing up and appropriating their old equipment. Tell me. This Reaper Doc, he tell you what he actually wants to do with this place. I mean, you said he wants to set up shop, but what's he gonna do then? He planning on turning this place into one of those corporate clinics where you can't even so much as buy a cough, bottle of cough syrup without going into debt for the rest of your life? Or does he want to make a real difference in this neighborhood? That's a thing, mate. And Kitty will pull out Top up on a nearby crate, pull out the backpack, and start chowing down on a fruit pie, and like s- slide the remaining three over <sighs> to whoever wants them. Well, that's a thing, mate. He says he wants to do some good. Yeah, it haunted as eyes, and the look of somebody realizes just so how much of his soul he traded away. I'm sure he wants other things too, and I'm sure there's a profit margin in for him, but. I caught sincerity in his voice when he was saying that he wants to help out the folks who don't get help otherwise. Okay. Well, look around, he says, gesturing through the cracked window that looks out onto the production floor. My men live here. If we're going to let the dark come and take over, we're going to need a place to lie low. All right. Do you have one in mind? I figured he'd probably still be living here, still working security for him. He thinks for a moment, rubs his beard. <clears throat> Suppose we could all crash in the basement. Once you've cleared it out, of course. Ah, there's stuff down there. He nods. Place is infested with vamps. We got the stairwell blocked off. Don't let anyone go down there. But everything important that the dock would need would be down there. That's where your server farm is, the data center, power ah. generator. I'm assuming the dock's gonna want property records. You'd find them down there. You just oh, gotta I... get through a nest of vamps to get to it. All right. Do I know what vamps are? Um, well, everyone who lives inside would have at least heard of vamps, even if you haven't seen them. They are... As simply as I can put it, bats that have been mutated by radiation from ground zero, perhaps with a little bit of nano-corruption ah. thrown in there. Monstrous mutated bats that are known to swarm upon whoever disturbs their nests and drain them of blood and bodily fluids in a matter of seconds. Well, I don't have to worry about that. Nah, shit, I got lubricant. Damn. And hydraulics. Oh, that's fine. All right. So that sounds like a plan. So if I call me team and deal with those vamps, y'all have a place to go where the doc will get things sorted out and you'll be happy to work for security firm for, you know, 
for yellow bargains and probably a discount at a shop, eh? Okay. Says Brian. He says, you got a team. You and your team go down into the basement. Clear out the vamps. You clear out the vamps, you can tell the duck he's got his security. We live in the basement, and we get 20% discount on any chrome or patching up of my guys. Now, I'd send some of my gang goons down there into the basement to back you up, but... He shrugs. Let's just say he ain't made good enough impression on me. Okay. Kitty will subvoke. Go back to the go back to the back door, guys. And show nod and say, Alright then. Uh my team should be skulking out around there out back in case trying to get ready to bust in in case things went south. So I'll go and get them and we'll go and do that. The stairway over there is the way down, I'd be zooming. Appreciate the honesty, he says. And then he raises his hand to his cheek. Touches it with an index finger and says, Yeah. Yeah, they're heading down. Yeah, clear the shit out of the way. Okay. You can head down when you're ready, he says. Now, I better not see your faces again until you're coming here to tell me that that basement's good to go. Mr. The Orc. You'll not see us again unless we're bearing a bloody bounty of bats. You turn, and as you step out towards the reception desk, the light catches you in just the right way, and you hear Brian the Orc chuckle behind you. <laughs> Thought I recognized that getup. Captain uh, Kitty 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 Bang Bang Pretty Kitty Bang Bang We love you And with Captain Kitty ah. Bang Bang We'll sign on to join her crew Here there If the fucking vamps in the basement are scare <laughs> Got it? We'll shoot them all in the head Bang Bang Pretty Kitty Bang Bang We'll leave those fuckers dead <laughs> So as you step out onto the production floor All of the gang goons disperse from their little semicircle. They take their hands off the guns, and the one who escorted you in, Lucky, he rushes forwards and he says, Uh, oh yeah, the, the, the stuff that was blocking the stairway down, that's been cleared. Uh, when you get down, though, we're gonna push it back into place. We don't want any of those, uh, vamp bats, uh, flying up and, uh, drinking from us, you know? I gotcha. Alright, team, come on in the back door. Oh. For a true fan, says Kitty, pulling from her backpack a folding paper hat and walking back, giving it to the big man. Word with pride. And I'll get ready to leave the team downstairs. So, Paradigm, Jonathan, Ghost, do you mm-hmm. take this cue to emerge from the green room out onto the soundstage and rejoin Kitty on the production floor? Yes. I do, at least. Yeah. So Kitty gestures towards the operating theatre on the soundstage, and stepping out from the green room is Ghost. And is she followed by Jonathan and Paradigm? Yeah. Or by me, at least. (laughs) And Ghost uh, addresses our orcish friend. Uh, It just... uh, I, I love the arm, by the way. A- amazing. He signals from the office, flashing you a thumbs up, and then he shouts out, Get rid of all those fucking bats! Maybe I'll tell you the specs for it. 
Burst is very happy with this. Okay, uh, uh, sirs and, uh, ma'ams, says Lucky, uh, if you follow me, uh, right this way, and he begins to lead you across the production floor through the maze of old recording equipment until you come to the stairwell on the edge of the audience waiting area. There were yet more sound crates and old props scattered around the landing of the staircase, but the gang goons have shifted this all aside to allow you to pass. Now remember, you head down there, we're blocking you in. Don't come back unless less is your nose that it's safe. Yeah. No worries, mate. And she'll pull out the sword off. <sighs> hey. Best of luck! says Lucky as you step on to the concrete staircase and begin to descend into the darkness below. When you're about halfway down, you hear the sound of something heavy scraping on a floor and shooting a glance over your shoulder, you see the gang goons shifting the debris blockade back into place. And as the light disappears, she'll pull out a flashlight and tape it to the sawed-off barrel. Hmm. So as, so as you descend into the darkness, how are you going about this? Are you descending, trying to move as slowly as possible in case you stumble into any vamps? Or you just want to get this over and done with? Just head down, blast anything you see. Tis no reason not to be cautious. I, I uh, mean, I know. Jonathan's MO is always staying alive. Preferably longer than anybody else. Anybody else. Uh, and since so we'd be bringing light, be hard to stealth. Uh, he does have uh, heat slash night slash yes uh, ultrasound vision. So those will uh, allow you to see mm. perfectly in the dark without a light source down here. Uh, you be wanting you be wanting me to cover the light, and you be scouting for us. Uh, as resistant as I am to be at the front, uh, it seems the most prudent. Yes. All right, I'll fan it down to just a little point, so you'll be knowing everyone else will be able to see like a few feet around them. Yep. So with Jonathan leading the way and the rest of you following his silhouette down into the darkness, just enough light from Kitty to see where the next step is so you don't lose your footing and trip over. It's like everyone to make an agility stealth check for me. Uh, Kitty still have any of those flashbangs? <laughs> oh yes, they are an option if we. And that's um, a. F mm, that's a six because I'm small. So I rolled a nat one. Nat so one. I'm going to. I'm going to glitch. You're gonna glitch. Go ahead. <laughs> to make it not a fumble. Is that yeah, a now yep. it's twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah, I'm going to use my last glitch because that was a two. <laughs> two, okay. Uh, not twenty for me, but with modifiers, that's twenty-three. Oh, and my reroll is an eighteen. Eighteen, okay. That is a group pass. So at the bottom of the stairwell, there's a rusted metal door, and Jonathan reaches forwards, grabs it, and slowly pushes it open. On the other side, the basement is pitch black. It's also 
incredibly damp and musty. The smell of moisture and mildew and decay fills your nostrils. And from the dim light of Kitty's flashlight and through Jonathan's night vision, you can see that the walls are covered in exposed pipes and wires. The floors are concrete and the ceilings are low, giving the space a claustrophobic feel and a noxious smelling green mold seems to have spread across most of the concrete. You stand sorry, in you the main hallway. Yeah, but you know that, so you know, Jonathan, that this type of mold could be potentially bad if you were to stay down here long term, but hopefully you'll be in and out within the hour. You won't have to worry about it yet. So according to the floor plan that's glimmering on your retina, from here, you could turn right and make your way to the utility room, or you can head down to the left into the data center and server room at the very end. But there's also a security room and a break room on the way. As a player, I'm very curious about the corridor that leads to a door beyond the utility room. Ah, yes, that too. Yeah, I, I did notice that too. It's like, what? Mm. how does a door lead to nowhere underground? Maybe we do the left-hand thing, clear the utility room, then wander around to that door. Yeah. Well, if we're going to be fighting vamps, uh, any extra utility we need. Yeah, that probably go a long well, way. We maybe we can turn the lights on. That and you kind of promised, we promised him we'd clear them all out, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably should Better check out where the nest is, so... Uh -huh. So you creep down the corridor, turning to the left, and... On the concrete wall, there's a faded sign reading Utility Room with an arrow pointing. You start following it, and as you follow it, you all become distinctly aware of a vague feeling that you're being watched. Jonathan, your eyes quickly whip up to the roof, and there you register for a brief second a flicker of movement as something large ducks through a tunnel dug into the concrete roof and disappears. If you had been less careful coming down the stairs, probably would have had trouble as soon as you stepped into the corridor. But you're able to get to the utility room pretty much unmolested. The metal door of the utility room is shut and there's a big wooden crate wedged in front of it. Step forwards, Jonathan, and you slide the crate forwards. The sound of it scraping against the concrete fills the small area, and you look around nervously, expecting something to leap out at you. So I have that feeling of being watched, but nothing does. Now, once the crate is out of the way, you reach for the rusted handle of the utility room door. As Jonathan pushes the door open, what does everyone do? Oh, Jonathan's in the doorway. There's not much I can do there, so I'll be pretty much watching down the hall to make sure nothing creeps up on us. Yep. 
so you've prepared uh anyone everyone gonna have their you know the, any weapons out or any you know flashbangs oh, yeah. ready to go or anything i'll yeah i'll have my machete out just like watching watching the rear sort of thing like actually no instead of watching the rear i'll leave that to paradigm and already a flashbang if there's a bunch in there if you see mm. movement all right if i see enough yeah and ghost yeah, really not ghosts forte. Um, just want to stay at the back and provide app support if you can. Yeah, what, what, what? If anything is hackable. Well, you won't tell until the utility door is open, but there might be something right, yeah, hackable yeah. in there. I'll get you to. Okay. I'll get you to meantime, roll a check in a sec. In the meantime, um, checking the revolver is all good to go and uh, making sure it's accessible. Sure thing. Okay, so Jonathan pushes open the metal door and it groans as it slides open. And as soon as the door opens, you're assaulted by a flurry of movement from the other side. A huge bat the size of a dog, pale skin with bloodied veins and fleshy growths bulging out of its torso and its leathery wings bears its fangs at you as it comes screaming out of the darkness you all jump back ready your weapons as the vamp comes out followed by three others okay they sense fresh blood and they are coming straight for you and the flashbang, I'll toss the flashbang if I may, while well, they're all contained. Yep, well we'll do a um we'll do an initiative check first. Someone go ahead, roll a D6 for me. Not me. Alright, I'll nominate uh, someone. I'll say Ash make it. Uh, I rolled a three. Three, alright. Mm. Uh, that right. is, I believe, enemies go first. Yep. Uh, which means they did get the drop on you, but it's yeah. okay. You got I to rolled this that point. before and I was being a little cheeky seeing if anybody else would go, <laughs> go for, for it. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, you got to this room without getting ambushed, which means that you're fighting less than you would have. So you still are getting a little advantage. But three on the initiative means they do go first. So the vamps come screaming out of their room. They're fleshy bodies and leathery wings glimmering in the flashlight, making them look like they're covered in some sort of viscous goo. And let me just swap the music to something more appropriate. As we go to combat. Hey. Only good thing we got that red juice. So, yeah. Jonathan, you're the first up. And so the vamp that comes screaming out of the door goes straight for you as the first person it sees. Go ahead and roll me a defense roll. If you have the melee skill, you may add that to it. So that will be... Uh, that will be... I believe... Let me just check the rules reference. Sorry, I'm bear with agility. me. Let's find out. I, think, I know it's agility to dodge range. Um, agility, yeah. It is... Um, I think. 
Oh yeah, it's agility. Yeah, it's agility for both ranged and melee. But if you have the melee skill, you may add that. Uh, with modifiers, that's 12. And with the bodyguard minus 2, that's 14. Yeah, so that's yeah. more than enough. Bodyguard works on melee? Um, no, I think it only works on range. So these uh, are melee. It says dodge minus 2DR. Okay, yeah, so oh, it works okay. on all, yeah. So oh, nice. You see the vamp coming and you raise your gun and fire into the dark room behind it, which distracts it just enough that you're able to duck and roll out of the doorway as the crowd of vamps come flying out. A second vamp sees Jonathan there, right at front, and decides to go for him. Jonathan, go ahead, make me another agility check to defend. Whew, all that trauma team um, breaching, entering, and uh, combat training is paying <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, that is a 15. 15, nice. As the bat comes screaming towards you, you duck and it swoops over your head. The two remaining vamps set their sights on Kitty, who's standing right behind you holding the flashlight. Aye. So Kitty, go ahead and roll for me two defense rolls. All right, I do have the melee skill. And I am small, so I think that would work in my favor in this case. Uh. Hmm. Let me roll the other one and see how the first one goes. May I do that? Go ahead. Jesus crow. Ah. Uh. The DR is 14, thanks to Jonathan's bodyguard. A DR, sorry, is 10. Not, yeah, 10. Yeah, but that doesn't help with the 6 and the 9. Oh, uh, okay. So the two bats come yeah. screaming towards you, bearing their fangs. And simultaneously, they latch onto you. One on your left, one on your right. They pierce your... They pierce your sailor's cloak and begin to drain the lubricant from your body. So the first one deals... The first one deals three points of damage to you. Armor says two points that gets nailed, so I go down... So I only lose one. Only lose one. And the second also deals three. All right. Armor says... Yeah, only one point of damage stopped, so I am down to one hit point. Ooh. Okay, that's, that's okay. It is now your turn, so we'll go with Ghost. What would you like to do? Uh, first off, anything hackable. Hmm. All right, so you can peer beyond the bats into the utility room. Go ahead, make a presence investigate. Uh, a presence technology uh, roll for me, please. Yeah, assuming that I'm at least somewhat out of the way first. Yeah, well, you're standing behind Kitty and Jonathan, so yeah. you're relatively out of the way. Um, that's an 18. An 18. So you lean forwards, hacking into Jonathan's retinal implant and trying to catch glimpses of what's in the utility room beyond as Jonathan, as Jonathan dodges and weaves and tries to get a bead on the monstrous bats. 
And you can see in the room beyond, the room's dimly lit and it's filled with the hum of malfunctioning machinery. The biggest piece of machinery is the generator that powers the whole building. It's a massive piece of industrial equipment covered in grime and rust. The generator doesn't appear to be turned on at the moment, but the walls around it are lined with control panels, switches and gauges, all in various states of disrepair. Some of them appear to be running on backup power and you're not quite sure what they do, but you can detect a digital presence for each of them on the network. Your best bet would be to pick one at random and hack it. Unless you want to do an app. That's right, I came for now. Alright. Just going to pick one of these things at random and go for it. Go ahead. Uh, I would like you to make a knowledge technology check. Okay, that is... Uh, 14. So you try to get a bead on one of the control panels on the wall, one that has a big blinking red light next to the generator, and still jacked into your cyber deck, you bash into commands and hit enter. The lever on the control panel immediately slides down as it lets out a loud beep, and then... With a crash, it flings back up to its original position and a loud voice emanates from a speaker on the wall. Generator coupling needs repair. Generator will not function. Please investigate or call maintenance. This message brought to you by Allianson Incorporated. And this is enough to distract one of the bats. It immediately screeches and flies back into the room, its claws and teeth bared as it searches out the source of this voice. Okay, we'll go to Jonathan next, since you're in front of the door. The bat that's in the room that Ghost has distracted is flying right in the middle of the room and is easy prey if you want to pick it off, but it's also not an immediate threat. The other three that are out here in the corridor are immediate threats, but they'll be a bit harder to hit. Um, how does auto-fire work again? So Basically, auto- if you hit once, you can choose to auto-fire... Again and, and again, hit. yeah. So each successful attack... Target, though, right? No, at different targets. Basically, you roll an attack, and if it's successful, you then get to roll another attack on, a, on the same or a different target, and then if that's successful, you get to roll a third yeah. attack. You can do it up to three so times. you can do it on the same target. Right, okay. um... Uh, Jonathan's going to take pot shots at all the all the bats in the hallway. Right. So make right. me an agility guns check, please. Fantastic. Uh, still bonus for the night vision. Still. Uh, well, you just got no penalty from the night vision. Ah, wonderful. Uh, so that's a ten to start with. Well, that'll be enough to hit the one that's open in the room. Not enough to hit the others, but that's fine. That's a successful attack. Start so, with the one on the room. Roll damage yeah. on it. So you lean into the room, see the bat flying towards the control panel near the generator. Raise your gun and open fire. Bang, 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 bang. Trying to riddle it full of bullets. Go ahead and roll damage for me. Uh, that is a four. That is a four. 
You riddle its wings full of bullets and it goes spiraling to the ground like a fighter plane shot out of the sky. But about an inch from the ground, it gives a loud screech. It's not dead somehow. Oh, Lord. Go ahead and roll me another agility guns check. Uh, that is a 17. 17, okay. Do you want to finish off the one that's in the room or take a shot? Yeah, definitely. All right, go ahead. You lean forwards, and as the bat scrambles across the floor, you open fire. You see its bulbous, growth-like head pop and spray the concrete with dark, noxious-smelling blood. Go ahead, make your third and final agility guns check. Uh, that is a 18 with modifiers. 18, yeah. So you whirl around, see another bat that's about to bear down upon you and hold down your trigger, blasting it full of bullets. Go ahead, make, an, uh, make a damage roll for me. Ah, I didn't roll damage for the previous one, so it must have had five. Yeah. Wow. Good math. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, have five say, HP. A minimum of one means it's dead, yeah. Yeah, they have five HP, so... Uh, that's another four. Wow, that's a four. Exactly, exactly average. You shoot it out of the out of the air, and it spirals down like the other one, ramming into a concrete wall and screeching as it rights itself from the impact and takes to the air once again. Its left wing struggling to keep the weight of its body aloft. Okay, Kitty, you're up next. Forget it, monster! And she'll spit out one of the lines that originally got Sinter's annoyed back when uh, anyone cared about that. You're not man enough to lick this pussy! And she will go ahead and shove the shotgun in the thing, first one on her, and uh, pull the trigger. Go ahead, make me a presence guns check. 13 says we're good. 13. Alright, so you're aiming for the one that Jonathan just no, damaged, one or one me. of the others? One I on you, go on ahead, me. yep. You just point it at your right shoulder and bang! Go ahead, roll the damage. And that'll be four points. Four points. The buckshot blasts into the bat's bulbous body and knocks it off your shoulder. It screeches and squirms as it falls to the ground. So, grenade and with the pin still in, and the shotgun both get dropped as Shen Limbers, the machetes we Hander style and gets ready to defend. Gets ready to defend. At this point... Well, actually... There's you one fired more. fired your gun so you didn't get a chance to get the grenade off. But if you if you still need to do it next round, you can. No, um, they're in Among Us. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Uh, and we have a Paradigm to go, don't we? We do. Paradigm, you're up. So we've got two bats on one HP and one last bat at full health. If somebody could kill that bat on me so I've got a better chance of not dying horribly, I'd appreciate it. Hmm. So the, the full health one's the last one, it's still on Kitty, isn't yeah, it? still on Kitty. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to machete, but <laughs> Kitty's already fired, so I'm just going to turn around, whip out my smart gun and shoot the last one that's still on her. Yep. You have a smart oh shit, gun. Man, we had an assault rifle have... going off. Oh, okay. 
Yep, so you so, whip you know. around with your smart gun, oh, okay. the cord just dangling out of the back of it. But you can still yeah, I don't, use I don't it. have a smart jack or anything. <laughs> you can still use it like a normal gun, and that's what you need. So you take aim yeah. and trying not to shoot Kitty. Bang! Let off some rounds. Go ahead and make me a presence guns check. Yep. Well, I don't have any glitches, so I can't do anything about that. Uh, it did. That is a seven total. Seven. Mm. Yeah, it's dark and without... With Kitty's flashlight flailing around, it's hard to get a beat on what you're hitting. Your bullets mm. slam into the concrete wall behind. And it's the enemy's turn. So the bat that's close to dying is crawling on the floor and... As you fire at the one on Kitty Paradigm, you don't notice this other bat drawing closer to you and it... As you become aware that ah. it's there, it lets out a screech, unfolds its wings and tries to leap onto your leg. Go ahead and make me an agility melee to defend. It was a natural 20. Natural 20. Okay. Hey, you get a free attack. I, yeah. Believe, yeah, I believe you free get attack. a free attack. Go ahead. Uh, I want to say for the flavor, I just stomp on its head, but that won't let me use my machete then, will it? <laughs> I mean... It's got one HP. All you need to... Yeah. I'll allow you to just roll a um strength... A strength test to hit it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unarmed combat's technically a D2, so... Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it strength tech? So that's... Yeah, 17 total to hit. Yeah. So you jump backwards. Yeah. You jump backwards and it slams onto the concrete where your leg was a second ago. And then you step forwards and uh, bring your boot down on it, crushing it into the dirt. Mm. There's then one the left. There's one left and it's attached to Kitty, but... Seeing its comrade get blasted off Kitty's shoulder seems to be enough to rattle it. So it goes, ee! and detaches itself from Kitty's shoulder, and I'm going to roll morale for it. Because this might be enough to force it to leave. Vamps have morale of five. I'm going to roll 2d6. That is an 11, and with that, the bat screeches ee, ee, in utter fright, and it spreads its wings and departs through a tunnel dug in the roof. Ugh. Well, if we seal those off, that'll count as the job done. Combat Any bats left? No, they're all. you seem to be alone now. Combat is over. So anyone who was hurt may recover D4 HP. <sighs> and... I get a sinking feeling that that's not all of them, though. Uh, utility oh, no. closet. Oh, yeah. uh, there's still at least four other rooms. Yeah. I... Better get yourself prepared. So. Well, first off, is there anything more to do in this here utility closet? He says dusting well, yourself off. First, I need Kitty and I need Kitty and Paradigm to roll D8s yes. to check bullets, and I need Jonathan to roll a D6, please. Alright. Is Jonathan auto-fired? Uh that is a six. That is a six. Uh, you did not empty your clip. That is a four. Marvelous. I think I go down a mag. No, it's only one to three. You you, okay, you we're good. still okay. good. Cool. Yeah, I got a four as well, so I am All good. Right. 
So you catch your breath and then step into the utility closet. Most of the things that ghosts saw earlier are there. Rude's dimly lit malfunctioning equipment, the generator takes up the majority of it, the walls are lined with switches and gauges, the floors are slick with oil and the air is thick with the smell of diesel fuel. There's a blinking red light on the control panel that Ghost hacked and the words check generator, check generator, check generator keep blinking on the screen. I don't suppose anyone's got some regular mechanical skill. Uh, does or, technology or... help? Ah, uh, no, it would Is need to be, would need to be mechanics. But you'd still yeah, probably have a chance of getting it with your high knowledge. Yeah, if we're smart, nope. we have a shot. I do, however, have a disregard for my own life. <laughs> well, you have a multi-tool, don't you, Paradigm? So... So the multi-tool... Like, is there a lever that says generator? <laughs> generator. Um, I was thinking maybe Garst could step Paradigm through it a bit. Yeah, that's a good idea. So the multi-tool will lower the DR by one, and then I'll ask Ghost to make a uh, knowledge mechanics check. Yeah, just knowledge. Um, that's a 19. There we go. 19. All right. So... You bring up the schematics for this specific model of generator in your retina and you carefully guide Paradigm through it as he detaches a metal plate off the front of this industrial behemoth and starts to use his multi-tool to reattach several wires and fuses that have come loose. After about 20 minutes, the repairs are completed. Paradigm uses his multi-tool to screw the panel back on and then grabs for the lever, the same one that Ghost hacked before, and pulls it down. Instantly, the generator roars to life, there fills your ears, drowns out your voices with its loud hum. <laughs> And the lights flicker and turn on, bathing the entire basement level with cold, clinical white light. Nice. From somewhere... recoils and groans and turns off his vision visor. Yeah, well, it was useful so far. Somewhere in the distance, you hear the sound of vamps screeching in shock and horror as they scramble to find any shred of darkness remaining. Suck it, you're nocturnal naughties. <laughs> right, at least we won't get jumped again. Yeah. So, this is horrible. You've gotten the power oh, yeah. on in the utility room, and a quick scan of the other equipment tells you, at least according to Ghost, that these are essentially gauges and monitors that monitor the state of the building's power grids. This whole room is essentially dedicated to the generator. It is, however, connected to the city's power grid, which means if you'd like to risk it, Ghost, you might be able to hack in and find some pay data on the city's power grid. It's up to you. Oh, we've 
Very nice to do. <laughs> you see a little garden node on the side of the generator. You walk up to it, extract the cable from your cyber deck, and plug it in. Go ahead and make Kitty. a... Yep, go Kitty ahead. Kitty holds up a finger. Mm, maybe you want to be doing that after we get the data signed, just in case. Up to you, ghost. It's your brain that risks getting punched, but... Less, it's not every day you get a relatively unguarded back door into the entire city's power grid. I I can't pass this up. Just it won't, it won't take a minute. All right. All right. So she's the expert. Let her do it. Go ahead. No, make, no. Make me a uh, knowledge technology check. Yeah. I trust just eyes. That's me way. Uh, that is fourteen. Fourteen. Around you, your vision turns into a field of code and wireframe models as you dive into the city's utility grid and see almost every power connection across the city available to you. You have unfiltered access and you're going to make use of it there's a particular bank that you're aware of it's only a couple of blocks from your apartment and you take advantage of having unfiltered access to the city's power grid to access their connection to it disable their power and easily slip past the patrolling black ice to extract a percentage of the stored funds for your bank account. Go ahead and roll a d6 for me, please. Yep, that is four. Four. Two hundred creds ah. laundered and straight into your bank account. There's a nice. big, broad grin on your face as you pull the cable out of the data node and return to meet space. However, it's going straight towards the debt. All future hacking attempts will be done at plus one DR until the next time you sleep. Okay. You have left a little trace in the network. No worries. So, was it a fruitful trip into the city's power grid? Look, I, I don't make $200 every day. <laughs> going straight on your debt. Yeah. So, where to next, guys? I say yeah. we check out that little door, door thing. So you exit the utility room and make your How way do you do down. That pointy bit? Uh, that's the highlighter on the right. Oh, okay. So you make your way back yeah. into the corridor. It's now well lit. And now that it's well lit, you can see that the floors are almost entirely covered in crusty, emaciated, flat, bloodless carcasses of rodents, rats, mice, the occasional possum that snuck in, all of them fallen victim to the vamps. At the end of the corridor is what looks like a thick vault door. There's no lock or anything on it, instead there's a circular valve wheel will require significant strength to open it, however. Mm. Mm. 
uh, in an effort to um, kind of take points and uh, give it a go. Uh, Jonathan moves up and uh, attempts to move it. No, no roll required. He's just going to kind of like grunt yeah, and groan at it. Just grunt and grab and it. Like, cross his hands. <laughs> Won't cross his arm. And then he just crosses his arm, steps back and sighs. Perhaps one of you so more... That is not adorable. A body one of you less civilised chaps might like to give it a try. Kitty walks up, yeah. gives a look. On the count of three, she says as Paradigm catches her eye. Alright, both of yeah, you. Okay. Strength, <laughs> ath- strength athletics for me. I'll halve the DR since you're both doing it. You both need a six. Alright, I am small, so I need a seven. Uh, yes, that's right. And I fumble. Oh god. See how Paradigm does? <laughs> a three. A three. <laughs> so Paradigm, you feel it beginning to budge <laughs> under your grip. And then Kitty just snarls, yar, and pulls the handle, and then there's a loud snap as the handle detaches from the door entirely, leaving you with no way to open it, short of explosives. We may not know our own strength. Ah, well. Yeah. So I loosened it for It's likely it's just an entrance out into the sewers, but now you'll never know. Yeah. Don't worry, guys, we loosened it for you. <laughs> Aye. Hey, free handle. Oh, they won't be getting out that way. Yeah, knowing our luck, it's uh, a den of, uh, den of maps. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess we turn around and forget this door exists at all entirely. Make that works. your way back to the stairwell that leads up to the clinic and continue on past it. And further down the corridor, there are two doors to the right. One of them leads to the break room, the other to the security room, or you can continue onwards into the data center. Kitty holds up a finger and tries to listen at the security room door for angry vamps. Go ahead, make me a presence investigate check. Nat 20. Nat 20. Man, from 1s to 20s. There is only silence from the other side of the door. It'd be quiet, she says. But we should still probably clear it. Jonathan? Well, I guess I'm the point man today. Yep. So, Jonathan, you step forwards with your gun drawn. Kitty readies a flashbang, and you turn Uh, the handle on the door. Not a piece of last time. Paradigm, you've got a knife. You're coming with me. (laughs) Paradigm's just standing next to you, your shoulder to shoulder. As you grab the doorknob and push it open, the door creaks and reveals, thankfully, no vamps. The wall directly before you is taken up by a huge bank of monitors. Now that the power's back on, so are the surveillance cameras around the building and each of the monitors provides a view of what the cameras are seeing. Upstairs, you can see the gang goons gathered around the stairwell, talking amongst themselves. In the office, Brian the Orc sits on his throne, drumming his hands on the armrest as he waits to see if you'll complete your job. In the break room, two normal-sized vamps 
and a single large vamp hanging from the roof. With their claws, they've dug away some of the concrete, making a niche in the wall that they've lined with twigs, piece of, pieces of fabric, and old rat carcasses. And you can see the glimmering eyes of several baby vamps in the nest. The data center appears to be empty. The server, f- empty of life at least. The server farm is now operational and the racks upon racks of servers, servers are awake, blinking in a variety of multicolored lights. And then beyond that, there's the server room. You can see the single data node circled on the side of the mainframe, marked with red paint. Maintenance only reads a glyph above it. And pointing straight from the roof towards the door leading to the server room is a rusted turret. Now that the power is reactivated, the turret is surveying, slowly moving left and right as it scans for threats. I suppose we're technically doing maintenance today, aren't we? <laughs> you know, it'd be occurring to me when you were ready to tackle that. Go shut the power down, go in, dismantle the turret, then turn the power back on. Uh, we could do that. Or you could hack it, but... Yeah. Or I could mm-hmm. use an app. Uh, you could. Oh, you have you one a copy of sloppy? Oh, can't say I have. What? Pretty cool. Wait, I have. Mmm. Copy. There be some sw- of those around. Copy Swappy allows you. Those bastards to, to cause nothing but chaos and be cruel. <laughs> Copy Swappy allows Ghost to essentially delete the last sixty seconds of surveillance footage at any time. And replace mm. it with something of her own construction. This would uh, not quite. Go no. ahead, read out what Copy Swappy does. Uh, for D10 rounds, all tech will mistake you for another person. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what Copy. Uh, but Sorry, yeah, I'm a... maybe no. There wouldn't be anyone nearby who would be no, clean so for it. Really Never mind. Wouldn't. That doesn't work. But yeah. well, we can shut it off. And technically, there are people nearby. There are there are gang goons on the floor above you, and there are plenty of vamps flying around. Yeah, but the no. gangrens wouldn't be cleared for it, would they? No. No, but Ghost, mm. go ahead and make for me a presence investigate. Oh, uh, that's a four. That's a four. Yeah, Ghost, you look around trying to think of any possible alternative, but you can't. Someone else can try though. See if they find anything. Uh, what's what was that again? Uh, that will be a presence investigate if someone would like to check the room for anything. Uh, that... Definitely. Oh yeah, I'll yeah. definitely be checking around the security room. There might be something helpful in here. Yeah. Uh, that's a four for me, no deal. But four. with a yep. nine, I've got no clue. Yeah. Paradigm, it's all on you. Uh, that is a bad thing. Uh, no, my science wouldn't apply to this, would it? Um, no. Just present. Yeah. Just you may as well just do straight presence because I don't think you have investigate. No. Uh, yeah, no, it's an 8 total. 8? Wow. My dice are not rolling well today. Alright, so you didn't get the full DR, but 
As the others are looking at the bank of monitors, tracking the gang goons through the floor above, watching the nest of vamps and trying to figure out how to get past the turret, you turn around and you start rifling through a filing cabinet that's wedged against the door. You don't have time for more than a cursory check, but you find something that just might be useful. A ghost, you say, as you whirl around, waving a little plastic card in your hand. It's an ID card for one of the old, for one of the security officers left behind years ago. The writing is pretty much faded away and it's unlikely it would still be keyed into the network. But grinning at you is a fairly legible picture of one of the facility's security personnel. You could copy swappy that. You could, but with with only a picture off an ID card, it's going to be difficult. But you can do it. Now let's just or take out we, the power. I, after we clear All out right. the vamps. Ah, uh, I'm just going to get ready to flashbang the second we crack that door. It will be 14 yeah. DR if you want to copy swappy, if you do want to try it. Nah. Don't want to risk it? Nah, fuck nah. that. Tis risky. Alternatively, right. there is a security console in front of the monitor bank. If you want, if you don't mind risking whatever black ice is in the system, you could do the old-fashioned technique of just hacking into security, granting yourself clearance. That's all, hopefully. If you want to go that route, your call. Um, yeah, let's give it a shot. Alright, go ahead, make me a knowledge hacking check. The DR will be 13. Oh, for uh. <laughs> Um. Um. I think probably got ice. Good. Uh. Glitch or accept? I'm gonna glitch it. Go ahead. Come on, go into the reroll. Come on. Motherfucker! Okay, yeah, that's. As soon as you plug the cable in and the code whirls around you, you hear the klaxon of a siren. Uh, And you see a big black sphere covered in sick looking spikes veer towards you out of the security bank and you rip the cable out just as the black ice shocks you for three points of damage causing blood to gush from your nose (laughs) okay yeah that can't have made the the hangover any better yeah it it didn't shoves some more hot sauce in her mouth, hoping, praying it will do anything. It burns your tongue, distracting you from the pain for a second, and then a message blinks up on your retina. Your subscription to Capsicin Receptors TM has expired. Would you like to renew? Oh, motherfucker. (laughs) Remind me to fix that later. Fucking... I renewed that. 
Sorry. Subscription to Capsaicin and Receptance. So this leaves you with only two options, turning off the power or copy swapping. But... No, let's take that power out. Yeah. But, af- but after we deal with the vamps... Is there a security sphere like... coming for us now? Is that... Did I understand no, that? No, right? that was virtual. No, that was just... Com- that, was, oh. that was just... That was the black ice coming straight for you as soon as you checked. Oh, <laughs> I was just thinking yeah. of what's the fucking... The, the like, import... Like, the, the security balloon from that one movie. Yeah, no, no, oh. it's, it's... The black ice was, like, right there as soon the as you prisoner. checked it. It just came straight yeah. for you. Um... Alright. Evidently so the trace what? you left before is is still there. So you take one last look at the banker monitors and then you leave, pulling the door shut behind you. You gather around the break room door and no presence roll yeah, is prison. needed to hear the activity within. You can hear the scratching of the vamp's claws on the concrete, the rustling of their wings, the chittering as they scramble inside their nest to hide from the bright light. Alright, here be the game plan. Says Kitty, pulling out the uh, machete and the grenade. We crack the door, toss the grenade in, let it go off, then throw the door open and uh, get to work. Sound good? Alright. Go any worse than the other times we've tried. Yeah. (laughs) I would like Kitty to please do for me just a straight agility test. Alright. What could possibly go wrong? Ah, six. Six. So you signal to the others to be ready. Pull the pin in the flashbang grenade and slide open the door. And the bat are ready for you. The light already has them on edge. As soon as they see the door peek open, you hear the big one screech, ordering her younglings to attack. You have just enough time. You have just enough time to prime the grenade, but you don't get to throw it. So go ahead, Demi, you can roll the D6 for initiative. Can I though? Can I really? (laughs) I can't, they go first. They go first. Okay. The two small ones sweep forwards, and as you go to pull the door shut behind you, Kitty, one of them squeezes into the gap in the door, lashes out with its sharp, talon-like claws, and it screeches, ah! And you jump back, allowing the bat to push the door the rest of the way open. It hits the wall with a clang, and the two small bats spill out. One of them, of course, goes straight for you, Kitty. However, with Jonathan's bodyguard and with the bright light, the Diada dodges only nine. Okay. I am small and I am dodgy. Nat 20. Nat 20. Free attack. As it comes for me, I... You can do a free attack or you can throw throw the the grenade. So as it comes for you, you duck. It screeches as it flies over you, and then you lob the grenade into the room beyond. (laughs) The flash grenade goes off. Adding... Four. Yeah, adding four to you, meaning that to dodge them, it's now DR5. And to hit them, it is DR8. 
Alright. So the second small bat dives straight for Jonathan. Jonathan, you're standing in front of the door. Go ahead and make me a defense roll. That is agility melee, and the DR is only five. Come on, training. Uh, that's fine. That's 13. 13. The bat can barely see you flailing around in the bright light, so you just step back and it slams headfirst into the wall behind you, taking a point of damage. Then the big mother bat screeches. She opens her mouth, bearing... They're less like fangs, more like tusks. Easily ten or more centimetres long. She extends her wings, the windspan taking up the entire room, and she barrels through the door. Jonathan and Kitty have ducked out of the way, leaving Paradigm right in her path. Go ahead, Paradigm. Ah. They are five to dodge. Two. Thankfully it was lowered because it was a nine. Nine. Oh yeah, thankfully it was lowered. You see the huge bat coming towards you and you throw yourself behind a pile of debris. Her tusks rend the air and she and she shrieks in frustration. Alright, let's go to players. Ghost, you're standing on the periphery of this. What would you like to do? Uh, in a great deal of pain uh, and a little bit dazed, Ghost is going to uh, block one ear. No, actually, they wouldn't have biological ears. They're going to turn off their ears. Turn off their ears, and then exactly. And then they're going to start taking shots at the nearest uh, yep. there. So that would probably be the big one. Yeah. Well, the big one looks the most threatening anyway. So yeah, go ahead, roll me a presence guns to hit them with your antique revolver. Sure. Um... That's just nat 20. Nat 20. Oh, Ooh, roll and <laughs> double, double the damage. damage. <laughs> uh, roll a... So roll the damage of your weapon and double whatever you rolled. That's a crit. Oh, God, I don't have the damage marked ah, down. Damage, I'll just quickly look it up like for you. it's like a for big revolver. It is. Uh, the antique... Rev ancient revolver's D8. Thank you. I'll write it down. So up to um, 16 possible damage here. Uh, that's a six damage. Six damage. You aim right between the giant bat's eyes, and as she rises up into the air, sets her sights upon you, and starts to swoop down, you take a step back and fire. Bang! 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 You miss the part you were aiming for, but the bullets slam right into her fleshy center of mass dealing enough damage that she immediately falters in her course and shrieks in pain, flailing her wings to try and batter away any more bullets you might fire at her. Alright. Next up, we'll go Paradigm. Yeah, so at the moment, the big one's the only one that's like actually out of the room, isn't it? Yeah. The other two are still, like, sort of flailing around trying to get at Jonathan and Kitty, and they're distracted yeah. by the flashbang. So is the big one, hmm. which means it's minus four DR to hit it. You only need to roll an eight to hit any of these bats. Yeah. 
flashbangs yeah. are really powerful in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just gonna, yeah, just gonna smart gun try and finish off the big one. Yep, go ahead, roll to hit the big one. Pew, pew, pew. They're also not cheap, Ooh. so if anyone wants to contribute to the grenade fund. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Presents plus guns. There's a mm. 12. 12? Good thing that. Well, you would have hit it anyway. Bang! You unleash a barrage of bullets, raining, peppering bullets into the bat's back as it flails around trying to defend itself from ghosts. Hail of fire. You shred some of its tufts of fur off and one of the bloody veins detaches and with a squelch falls to the ground, but somehow she's still up. It is Jonathan's turn. Uh, one of the bats is coming for him, right? Yep. One of the small yep. ones. Well, Do you want to go that's for it? the one he's going to aim and fire. Yep. Only eight Fuck required to hit it. Ruining his day. <laughs> uh, so that's a 19. 19, yeah. That's yeah. definitely a hit. Roll your Plus damage. Plus or minus, bonus, whatever. 19. Go ahead. Roll your damage. Small bats only have 5 HP. You might one-shot it. Uh, I do, in fact. That's six. Yeah. So the oh. you see the you make out the form of the bat in the haze of the light from the flashbang. Raise your assault rifle and let off some rounds and explode the bat like a blood sausage. And finally, it's right. Kitty's turn. All right. So what's left? So one small bat still flailing around in the break room, and the big bat who's taking a hail of gunfire from both Ghost and Paradigm. I've pretty much got that one sewn up, so I'll go, yeah, do a running leap and chop at the small one with the machete. Yeah, go ahead, roll to hit it. Take that, you scurvy rat with wings. Oh, that's a solid hit. That's a solid hit. Go ahead, roll your damage. Three. Three. You bury your machete into its right wing, shredding some of the skin away, and it shrieks in pain as it backs off. Oh, I'm leaving the machete stuck in That's it stuck and climbing in. up yep. it. Machete. As I hang on and climb up it. Oh. <laughs> Hanging in the air as the bat departs, and it can't attack you as you're dangling from it, so it goes for the next best thing, which is Jonathan. Jonathan, go ahead and make a defense. DR5. I'll try to steer it away from him. Uh, that's fine. Uh, mm. That's a 13. 13. You chuckle to yourself, Jonathan, as you step out of the way and... Kitty, hanging from the machete, twists the blade of the knife and the blade shrieks as it darts to the right and... Hits the concrete wall head first and slides down, dead. Yeah, if I had any more... See, if I had the patience, I'd make you into me personal hang glider. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. But I don't. You extract the machete, and now there's just the big bat left. And seeing Ghost right in front of it, it just... It just roars with anger and bloodlust and bears down upon you, Ghost. Go ahead, make me a defense roll. Um, Jonathan's bodyguard will not apply because you're like here and he's like 
here. So only the flashbang applies. So that is a DR8 that you need to not get hit. And also, if you have melee, you may add that to your roll, Ghost. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, what was the roll? Uh, so it's going to be athletic. It's going to be uh, agility, agility melee, DR8. Okay. Uh, that's a 16. 16, oh, yeah. nice. You duck as the huge bat sails over you, buffeting you with air with its wings. And now it's your turn, Ghost. Guess you probably want to finish it off. Or at least try to. Well, actually, we'll go to Paradigm, because Ghost is dodging. Yeah, do it. If you could finish it off. I want to... Yeah, I'll shoot. Go ahead. Shoot firing. Yeah. When in doubt, gun it out. Oh. Uh, two, four. Uh, that's a six total. To hit it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You fire your gun, and you really wish you had a smart link because the bullet just sails oh. over this giant bat into the wall beyond. Okay, now we get to Ghost. Would you like to finish it off, Ghost, or at least try to? Ash might be muted. Uh, <laughs> ah, no, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. Go ahead. See if you can hit it. So that's, uh... Presence again? Yep, presence yep. plus guns. Yeah. Oh my god, nat one. <laughs> nat one. Oh. Ooh. So you raise the antique revolver, and you go to fire and... Click! Not only does it not fire, but you swear under your breath as you see the firing pin break off and fling itself out of the barrel. Ooh. And you'll need to repair that after the session. Great. <laughs> Jonathan, you're up. Alright, uh, one bat left. One bat uh, left, one and it's the big the one. It's bearing down on Ghost, and Ghost's firing pin has just snapped off the revolver. I really appreciate some help here. Yeah, oh, on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a presence roll as well for shooting, yep, right? Yeah, presence guns, sure yep. It's only agility if you're going for auto-fire. Oh, that's that's not good. That's a three. Uh, I might roll a glitch on that. Go so ahead, roll a glitch. Alive. Uh, you lot with your glitches. Down to me last uh, one. There we go. Fourteen. 14! That's a hit! Roll oh, your no. damage! Uh, 4 damage. So, Jonathan leans out around the corner, raising his assault rifle, and just as the bat's talons are about to tear into Ghost's shoulders, he looses off some rounds. Bang! 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 And Ghost, you feel the very tip of the bat's talons scratch your right shoulder, for one point of damage. And then, it lets out one last feeble cry. Ah! As it slides off your body and lands at your feet, dead. Hey. That's the last of the flying vermin dead. 
Yeah, Jonathan wanders over to it and kind of uh, pokes and prods it with the barrel yeah. of his assault rifle. It's kind of like seeing if it flinches or if it moves at all. And as you poke it, it doesn't move, but somewhere, God. somewhere in the network of tunnels above you in the concrete, you hear a cacophony of screeches and the flapping of wings. Within seconds, they grow more distant until they are gone. Seems with the killing of oh the big God. bat, the others have decided to vacate their nest. Speaking of that, mm. being the one who probably ain't got much to worry about disease, I'll go ahead and search through the nest. So anyone who was hurt may roll D4 to recover HP, and okay. I would like everyone who fired their gun to roll D6 to determine if you ran out of bullets. I don't think anyone was hurt at that. Well, uh, and it's... Ghost took one point of damage right at the oh. end. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, you get three. to recover one d4, so you might be better off. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's unless you auto fire, isn't it? Yeah. Turn that gun. So Ghost probably actually oh, healed six, from good. So Ghost, if you like, you can attempt to repair your weapon now. Or you can wait till after the session and just spend money on it if you like. So you can either wait till later and just pay to have it repaired, or you can attempt to repair it now at the risk of potentially permanently it breaking works. it. Yeah, that's up to you. Though it does look like the only thing we got left is a turret, so you might yeah. want to be waiting on that. Yeah. So... So I guess you'll leave it for now then. Um, so, Kitty, as the one who is not in danger of disease, you step into what was once the break room and is now just a den of filth, bones, and fur for the vamps. Go ahead and make me a presence investigate check. I mean, if they got some funky nano disease, I'm still screwed away, but, you know, mm. modern disease, that's just a wash. Do they have nanos? Uh, that's on edge. God! God, Owlbear, why you do that? <laughs> it's on edge between 20 and 8. Do you want me to re-roll it? Mm, roll it again. Yeah. yeah. Freaking Owlbear with the effects. Well, that's a 15, so I'm happy. 15. Okay, so if you failed this, you were going to get a random infestation. But luckily... Ugh. Kitty, you're able to avoid having to dig through the filth with your hands as you see something glimmering in the light right in the crevasse at the back of the room. And stepping forwards, you extract it using the flat of your machete to leverage it out and drop it into your hands. And you cannot believe your luck. This metallic tube with cables dangling out of the bottom is a smart jack. <laughs> it just needs to be installed. Needs to be washed first. And but... washed. <sighs> well, you got a smart gun now, don't you? <laughs> so, you can have it installed for a quarter of its listed price in equipment. It'll be labour to get it installed, but you don't have to buy a smart jack. Meanwhile, Paradigm... That's still a lot. As... Yeah. yeah, you'll have to save up for it. Meanwhile, as Kitty searches the room, you peer down at the giant bat at your feet, and... 
even though she's dead, you can see several bulges on her flesh, on her skin. It almost looks as if there's something crawling underneath the leathery, leathery surface. Here and there, parts of her bulge and twitch. And the nanos that live within you call out to their brethren. She is infested with nanos. And your navel mouth begins to salivate. <laughs> Things you never thought you'd say. <laughs> do you want to bite the forbidden bat? Uh, I really do, but I'm out of I'm out of glitches. <laughs> your girlfriend. It is very dangerous. It is. Is your entirely your call? Yeah. Entirely your call. You game? Yeah. I'll kneel down and eat the bat. Kneel down over the giant bat. <laughs> lift I don't up a new disease or something. Lift up your shirt and allow the navel mouth to bite into the flesh. <laughs> Everyone else's reactions as you witness Paradigm doing this, funneling well, the raw flesh of the bat into his navel mouth. This here is a pretty good chunk of change I found. I'm thinking that. Oh wow! Uh, oh, dude, you're just always fucking metal, aren't you? <laughs> so metal. So that be so that be a thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah Jonathan's gonna be getting flashbacks to watching uh, the medical emergency show <laughs> and kind of like grips his gun. Feeling like he should probably start training it on, uh, flashbacks, on Paradigm. Flashbacks <laughs> to the show where someone donated 300 creds to dare the doctor to bite into the patient's intestines. Which he did. Well, oh. ma well mate, I hope you know what you're doing. <sighs> so I would like Paradigm to go make me a toughness survival check. Do -do -do. Which one do I roll? <laughs> Gonna have to call you Ozzy Osbourne if this works out. Yeah. <laughs> Natural 20. Natural 20. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there was a time for it. <laughs> well done. Uh. You were all incredibly disgusted to see Paradigm <laughs> stand up and see his navel mouth twist into a smile as a tongue sticks out and licks its lips and the nano swarm within your body rejoices that their brethren have graced them with their presence paradigm and you get a roll oh. on the nano powers table but no infestation Ooh. with your nat 20 it'll probably uh. trigger your original one if it goes off Makes yeah, sense. Uh, okay, I gotta find that page. Too, 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 too far up. It is in, uh, page 74. Yep. Get you a d12, man. D12. You're a d12, aren't you? Yes. Uh, 
That is a five. Five. Ooh, bent prism. Oh Person nice. becomes invisible and attacks and defends uh -huh. at DR6. The effect lasts for six rounds or until you are hurt. Lovely. A person it's doesn't have to yeah. be yeah. you. This is this is damn useful. Uh, Alright. And as you feel the nanos rush and lean against a nearby wall to catch your breath, Kitty dashes off back to the utility room, and a few seconds later, you hear the whine of the generator go down as one by one the lights blink out. And then Ghost and Jonathan step <laughs> forwards into the data God. center. That must be a horrifying sight as the lights turn off. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're covered in blood and bats. Yeah. Flashlight comes bobbing back a second later, like, at half foot off the ground. All right. You feel the gag reflex in your navel mouth, but you push it down into your gut and catch up with the others as they make their way through the data center. The data center is wide open. The racks upon racks of servers are silent. Sleep with the power dead. They're nothing more than black monoliths lined throughout the room. You reach the hallway in front of the server room and see the turret frozen in place just above the doorway. Who's game enough to try to take it apart? Uh, do you want to do the multi-tool with direction shit again? Yeah, that might work again. Worked well last time. Yeah. Alright, go ahead, ghost. Roll me a knowledge mechanics <laughs> check, and Paradigm will pull God. out his multi-tool. That's a 16. So, so Jonathan, Paradigm asks you for a boost up. He can't quite reach the roof from where he is. How dignified is Jonathan about this? Uh, no, he's good about it. So he just gets down on his knees, allows Paradigm <laughs> to climb up onto his back, and Paradigm uses uh. his multi-tool to start to unscrew the panel on the side of the turret while ghost you wave your hands and bring up the schematic for this turret in front of you you spend five ten minutes guiding paradigm through okay okay now now uh the wire on the left no no uh yep yep that one so i should cut the blue one no no shit no no not the blue one that'll kill us all uh the green one. Oh, i see it i see it i see the green one and and snip and there, that should do it. Is the job it was to hold the flashlight, and I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Paradigm yeah. drops the panel onto the ground, and you choose this moment, Ghost, to reveal to him that all Alliance and Incorporated standard-issue turrets of at least fifth generation or higher are installed, uh, uh, equipped with incendiary self-destruct devices that trigger when the turret runs out of ammunition. It's, it's a really good thing you didn't cut the blue wire, huh? But now the turret... Ah, yeah. <laughs> now the turret is disabled, and sure enough, back in the utility room, Kitty grabs the lever, pulls it back down, the generator roars to life, and one by one, the lights turn back on, flooding the server room with cold clinical light as behind you in the data center the server racks begin to glow in all sorts of brightly colored LEDs filling your ears with a loud hum 
All right, ghost. This is it, ghost. It's all up to you now. The Darda node is right in front of you. Anything you need from your compatriots before you jack in? Oh gosh, I can't even think what they might be able to do. <laughs> yeah, probably nothing. I suppose. Yeah. All right. Suppose you could just tell them to be on standby and to just pull you out if it looks like you looks like you're getting brain burnt. Yeah, and like, don't, I don't mean, distract. You could, have the, you could have the doctor sitting right next to you with one of them stim injectors in case you start fountaining blood. Yeah, but, good you know. idea. Would yeah, you that like... would be uh, that'd be appreciated. I will ask you a question as you pull out the cable on your cyber deck and move to plug it into the hole. Would you like to take a bullseye? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Bullseye! Says the cowboy <laughs> on your <laughs> on your HUD as you slide. If you to do I was. <laughs> as you slide the HUD. The, the, the pill down your throat and instantly your vision becomes brighter, your hearing sharper and so you swallow here goes and you jack in the room around you disappears and you're standing in the void of the deep web, the surface web, the net, somewhere high above. The fee, the constant stream of ads and propaganda zooming above at the speed of light. You summon the whirlwind of code around you and hold out your hand towards the glowing green orb in front of you, the data node, and begin to pierce it unconsciously in meat space, your hands typing on the cyber deck at a feverish pace. The rest of you see ghosts' eyes roll into the back of their sockets. She begins to drool a little bit of spittle out of her the corner of her mouth as she guides her fingers across the keyboard. Go ahead for me, Ghost, and tell me, will you be doing Vera Coiling's request of getting the getting the blooper data? Now, you know exactly where to find it thanks to the document you found, so it will be easier, but you've been, been raising your profile in cyberspace, and so it may still be risky. Oh, hang on. So, what else was I in here for? Sorry, so I'm getting, here, getting very loopy. You're in here to get the the property, the deed to the building, essentially. Right. But yep. you've been promised by Vera Coilings that you'll be paid extra if you can get the blooper footage for her, and you know exactly where that is stored. You just have to get there. Ah, oh, jeez, I'm one half health already. Yeah, it is risky. So with the document, the document lowers the DR by 2, which would lower it to 10, but you're getting plus 2 because of your previous hacking this session, so the DR is going to be a normal 12. Now I'm doing the, um, the deed first. Alright. So you glide your finger across the sphere and it glows, parts of it detach slide across your vision in front of you and zeros and ones begin to leak out like a torrent of liquid all around you. 
go ahead for me and make DR14 knowledge technology roll. Oh, thank God. Okay, that's an 18. 18. Oh. No, 19. 19. You reach All out, right. grabbing one of the streams of data and pull on it like a string, and the sphere it's attached to unfolds like an orange, engulfing you in an alien landscape of data. You see the black ice, the shiny, faceless black sphere coated in sick-looking spikes, patrolling the alien landscape. This time you have your wits about you, you duck and weave, taking shelter in clusters of data, waiting for it to pass. And then you see the floating cloud of zeros and ones that represents the property deed. You step out onto the plateau, hold out your hands, and like a vacuum sucking up dirt, the binary data slides like a stream into your hands. Hey, you have what you came for. Do you want to risk going for the blooper reel? You don't have uh, to. Can I tell if it looks particularly guarded? So it looks to be less guarded than the property deed, but now that you've started lifting data from the network, it appears that the countermeasures are aware of your presence, so it will be a DR13 role to extract the blooper reel. Do you have any glitches left? I do. It would do, Dropping the DR is by four, yeah? Yep, drop yeah. it down to a nine. Oh, and remember, with oh. your bullseye, you're getting plus two on the roll. So you'd... Oh, okay. I should have actually got a 21 for that last yeah. one, then. Okay. Um, okay, fuck it. I'll drop the down to nine. Yep. And hope with and your I'm bullseye. Rolling. Yep, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy. I got 20. Oh. There you go. You wait for the ice to pass, and then you hear the klaxon of sirens as the ice notices the data you've stolen, and you watch as it zooms across the alien landscape towards the hole in reality where the deed was, and then you turn, rise off the ground, and glide across a chasm towards the director with the blooper reel. You wave your hand and the blooper reel begins to play. Grainy black and white hollow footage of a surgery in progress. Okay, okay. I install the pacemaker here. Attach it. Make sure the software is prepared and... Ding, 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 ding. Donation. 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 A mechanical voice says... I have donated 500 credits for you to overclock the pacemaker. The doctor. Oh my God. The doctor shrugs and says, uh, overclock, overclock, okay, we're going up from 1.2 gigahertz up to 1.5, 1.6, 2 gigahertz, 2.2, and <laughs> the heart explodes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> And then Holy shit. you return to reality, wrenching the cable out of the data node with a look of a mixture of raw disgust, but also genuine intrigue on your face. Pay data extracted. 
Ghost rises and somewhat shakily takes a bow. Um. And you get applause. <laughs> it's like a split grin that splits half her head. <laughs> and with that, the mission is complete. Well done, guys. Hey. So, you return back to the stairwell and Kitty bangs on the barrier of debris and shouts, Hey! The flying hold rats be gone! Okay, okay. The flea-bitten flyers have flown the fl the They've coop. flown the coop. Okay, okay. Get get this crap out of the way. Urgh. Urgh. They let you out, and when they see the bright lights on in the basement, their eyes light up. Brian the Orc steps out of his office, and seeing seeing Ghost still hungover, still half brain blasted from the black ice, struggling to squeeze through the gap that the gangoons have made. He raises his right arm with the coil. Electricity surges up the coil and then he clenches his fist and the equipment that's blocking the stairwell rises into the air and in a swift swift brush of his hand is flung across the room as if by an unseen force clattering to the ground at the edge of the production space. Oh, that'd be an so fucking sweet. <laughs> he claps his hands together. Ah, you did it! All the old consoles in the office and the doctor's room lit up! We were watching you on the security feed. We saw you take them bats <laughs> out and saw you take out that big motherfucker and ghost, my girl, my girl. Not sure what you got there in the data node, but the look you had on your face when you came back to meet space, you must have got something good. Yeah, good shit. Um, uh, I think that... Uh they probably like uh he, he would have probably seen ghosts uh discomfort at being called a girl yeah because she's looking looking more masculine now and this is when it occurs to you all not only does ghost seem to subtly shift and change sometimes she's feminine sometimes she's masculine but the smaller details their hair color their eye color their posture their body shape all subtly changes and you don't know this yet but if you were to compare notes sit down and actually discuss this you would all come to the realization that your descriptions would each sound subtly off now kitty do be suspicious that this everyone might be a, a double copy <laughs> well the vamps are gone all the equipment is intact. Power is back on it. Oh, says Brian the Orc. Find anything interesting down there I should know about? Uh, there be a door to the south. Tried opening it, but the handle broke off. Hmm. Heavy door. Don't know where it goes. We'll look into that. Likely it leads into the sewers. A lot of these old buildings have maintenance access down into the sewer tunnels. But tell your client... If we can get it open, 
he can use that as a secret passage for if he needs to escape or to smuggle in stuff that he wouldn't want to be seen bringing in on the street. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. We'll be passing along, along with uh, your contact info so we can call you and set up like schedules and move in and all that kind of stuff. Brian, Brian nods and then he holds out his coiled hand and he says, well, I have to say, when my boys said they'd brought in a two-foot-tall cat, I thought, here we go. Corp assassins coming down on our head, or else some gutter punks off the street trying to muscle in on our turf. But it was a pleasure doing business with you. And the Hopefully same to you, this Grant. is the start of something good. Be the start of friendship, and friendship be the true power. <laughs> I'll join your crew, he says saluting and as you turn to leave he raises his hand and says oh ghost as you turn around ghost you see him raise his unaugmented hand to the side of his head he presses his thumb into his temple and then he smiles (laughs) you'll be getting the blueprints to my coil arm about now and sure enough, oh my god, oh my god, you hear a loud <laughs> and the words new message appear in your retina screen and you brush, brush your hand in front of you to open the message and the blueprint unfolds in front of you. It looks like he's cobbled it together out of a mixture of household appliances and scrap and you wouldn't guess it by looking at Brian the Orc, big bulky guy like him, but you appreciate the elegance of the design ghost. You're not quite sure this design would ever fit on your arm. You might need to find a way to downsize it at least two or three sizes before it'll fit on you. But how it's constructed, cobbled together, bits and pieces jury rigged out of components that were never meant to serve this purpose. It's pretty ingenious. Guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, uh, an anime girl with hot eyes appears in Brian's optics. <laughs> <laughs> so, you so now guy. have you now have the option, uh, Ghost. You can make this magnetic coil arm for yourself but it will cost 2,000 credits to gather the components oh. and yeah. to downsize it in a way that it'll fit on you, but still be usable. I'll put that on the back burner for now. When you exit the studio, the first thing you do is place a call to Dr. Tate. He looks up from the dim room he's in, the worry lines written on his tired face. Ah, you been to the studio? We have, and we've All got good? Yes, security. Oh, yeah. Security. Hey, ah, so you convinced being... whoever was there to work for me instead of just splattering their brains all over the floors? Oh yeah, skilled ah. help too. Gang, gang called the Raptors, led by a fellow who knows his cybernetics. Well, they'll certainly be useful. Uh, also, there may be a secret passage out. There was a door we couldn't get into. Hmm. 
Head I'll have them look into it. that. But until I know what it is, I won't reward you one way or the other. But you've secured me some security, some reliable security by the sounds of it. He oh, smiles. I... Consider an extra hundred creds added to your accounts. In addition to the 200, in addition to the 200 for your debt and the other 100 I already owe you. He winks. They will, they will be wanting a small discount on Cyberware, but that's... Ah, I'm I mean, sure we can work that out. Speaking I mean, of which, old place like that, there was probably some good si some good chrome lying around. Find anything? Kitty holds up the smart jack. Whoop. Hey, I ain't gonna ask for it. But, if you want that installed, I'll do it at a quarter of the market price. And, mm. Jonathan, consider our deal to be consolidated. Red juice and other medical drugs, if I can get a hold of them, you're welcome to them for the standard street price. Everyone else? You need to be patched up, or you need some chrome work done, 50% discount. He winks. Mm. Alright. First thing tomorrow morning, I'll head down there to Barnyard Fields, take a look at the place, see if I can strike up on a cord with these raptors, and hopefully, hopefully by the end of the week, Doc Tates will be open for business. He flashes you a awesome. broad, toothy smile and gives you a thumbs up. Stay in touch. I'll have plenty yep. more work for you in the future if you want it. Here's Brian, the orc's number. Pleasure is serving with you, sir. Ivan will stay in touch. Ivan will get in touch with you if I need you. <laughs> Down with Alianson, he says, brandishing a fist. And then the call ends. Okay. You then make ah. a call to Vera Coilings. She's standing in what appears to be some sort of bar or nightclub. You can see flashing lights behind her. You can hear the thump, thump, thump of new bass. She rolls her eyes as she glances at something off camera. Ah, <laughs> oh, these mobster wave posers. Think they're tough. But you know who's tough? You guys. She points. Got the footage? You must have the footage, because if you don't, why are you calling me? Perhaps we yeah, just want we to got hear it. your lovely voice again, but yeah, we got it. Uh, what's, what's a word to you? Hmm. I'll say 150 creds, if it's intact. 150? This was behind some serious ice. Go ahead, ghost. Make me a presence persuade check. Oh, that's a six. Two. Six. 150. Take it or leave it. And look. Ghost. Guys. I'll be f straight with you. Footage ain't worth jack shit. I'm gonna hawk it on the dark net get myself 200 creds. I'm making 50 creds profit out of this, but I don't care. That was a trial run. See, I'm in with some of the city's more exclusive hacker collectives. 
and well ghost your name popped up in some IRC channels and well you can consider the test passed <laughs> with flying colors I'm sure oh well I've seen better but with flying colors she winks and shoots you a cheeky smile my collective will be in touch with more work and we can help you with that project you have in mind all right i'll talk to you stay in touch she winks and the call ends and with that with your first job complete with 350 creds beaming their way into your bank accounts we end this session you all advance to level two yes so all right how level ups work in this game is first you roll 6d10 to check if that is higher than your hp which it is almost certainly going to be And if the roll of 6d10 sure is, is equal to or greater than your current maximum HP, increase your HP by d6. 6d10. Yep, 6d10. And if that's higher than your max HP, then increase your max HP by d6. I rolled a four and doubled my hit points. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little bigger. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. I was gonna just be like, oh, you don't have to roll, but then I was like, I have to teach you to roll anyway, so I may as well do it. But yeah, it's guaranteed to yeah. be higher at your first level up. So next, ability changes. Well, so, and this is pretty much also guaranteed to be a boost, but you roll a d6 oh, against nice. every stat you have, and if it is equal to or greater than your current stat modifier, you increase that stat modifier by one. Otherwise, if you roll a one, or if what you roll is lower than your stat, you decrease it by one. But no one should have anything higher than plus two at the moment. So unless you roll a one, your stats are guaranteed to go up. Plus one strength. Sir, hang on. I rolled, I rolled six on my increase of health, by the way, so I'm up to 12 now. Oh, wow. Nice. Well, well done. Yeah, same. So I'm, at, I'm now at 10 max HP instead of four. Yeah, definitely <laughs> this good. This is good. Yeah. Plus one presence. Okay, so roll d6 against every ability. Yep. And minus one. That's really mean. I know, you can go down, and I suppose that's supposed to represent, like, you know... You got brain blasted on that last job, so, you know, you're not feeling 100%. But at the moment, no one has higher than plus two, so your stat is guaranteed to go up unless you roll a one. And yeah. per our discussion, yeah. are you still ruling that if your toughness goes up, your hit points go up? Yes. By one? In fact, yeah, if your toughness goes up, you increase your hit points by one retroactively. Yeah. I'm up to nine. Good deal. So it's just, yeah, the, mod- the modifier is just a straight, like, it just goes up or yeah, down. Yeah, just goes up. It? up yeah. it goes up or down by one. And so it can be a yeah. maximum of plus six or a minimum of minus six. And it'll always be yeah. over a negative, right? So yeah, always... unless, you roll a, unless you roll a one, in which case you mm. can make it go even further into negatives. Okay. But you're guaranteed, you've got a 
five and six chance of boosting Oof. it. I just got a. I just lost a toughness. Oh, all right. Oh, it's your first level. Hang on, up. Just to confirm that it was, I rolled a one and it was already at zero. I will yeah. say, as yeah, your first level up, just keep it at zero. Don't oh, decrease okay. it. Oh, you're um, being nice. I'm fine with it. So if if something is zero or less, don't let it decrease first level up. And then once you're done with all your stats, you roll a d6 to determine what you find in the lining of your jacket. The magical level up fairy has left you a gift. Yay. Now I'm I'm now at 11 hit points. Yay. Do I find anything? I roll a two and get nothing. Good day, sir. Yep, nothing for you. Yeah, ditto. Ditto, nothing. Uh, where's the table? So it's on page 89 of the spread PDF. I don't know where it, well, page 80, it'd be page 89 of just, yeah, of the split PDF too. Ah, here we go. I rolled a six. Six? You find a faintly glowing pebble that has a 20% chance of Uh. infecting you with a nanopower. Oh no. Go ahead. Roll Go ahead. Yeah, roll me a D100. Did you get a pebble paradigm? Uh, 50, 55. You do not. You do not get a nanopower. Paradigm, did you get get a pebble? Uh, I have not rolled yet. Ah, yes. You'll get a pebble. Uh, no, you, you guys know where the table is. <laughs> yeah. Well, just just tell me what you rolled. I'll tell you what you get. Yeah. Uh, three, which I think is a nothing. Isn't three it? is nothing. nothing. Yep. So Dang. only one of you got something. Jonathan got a pebble and it did not grant a nanopower. Yeah. All right. So you've leveled up to two, and from this point onwards, now that you're level two, you're starting to get a reputation in the underworld, and that means the people who you owe money to are going to start looking to collect. They may hunt you down at random times and try to shake you down for a payment or try to collect on a bounty. Uh, Okay, how are we going to do that for me? Well, for you... I'm just going to uh, frame it as just random people that you've worked for, borrowed from. Yeah. So how I do this now is I'm going to do something called a reputation check, where it is where I roll a d20 and I add your level. And if it's above 14, it means someone will collect. And I will do this in secret at the start of every scene. So the higher your level goes, the more reputation you have, the more chance someone's going to come after you. Not every scene, goddamn. Okay. Yeah. Or at, uh, mm. at least once per session it'll be. Um, okay. Okay, and yeah. So, that concludes this week's session. And before next session, all the money you have, you can buy anything from the equipment chapter that you can afford, or you can put that money on debt. So you're getting 200 to your debt already, and you have 350 in your pocket. You can put that towards your debt, or you can buy whatever you like from the equipment section. However, two weeks will pass between now and next session. So you all owe 50 creds in rent. So you effectively have 300 in your pocket, not 350. Except for me, since my digs are special. Yes. Alright. We'll be back next session for... Okay. Wait, what's your question? 
Uh, can I get a rough tier 2 armor jacket made for me? Made for you. Yeah, because it will have to fit your size, won't it? It'll have to be bespoke, yeah. It'll have what, to be bespoke. What percentage will that increase? Cost, so let me see. Uh, it's normally 250. Yeah, 250. So I'll say it costs an extra 50 creds for you. Works for me. The 300. We'll be back next week with the start of your next job, which is entitled Mind Slaves. Ew. Catch you later, punks.